Stunning and brave statement by Trier. <laughs> the disabled are fully human and capable of love. I'm awake now, so we can start. How's everyone doing? Good. Fantastic. This week, Great. we've got Breaking the Waves by Trier. What a crazy, crazy flick, huh, guys? <laughs> I can't believe... Is, it, what, is this... Is this... Um, I'm just... How much of this do you want me to do? Just the intro? Just, no, that's it. We can, we, keep I feel going. Like... You're doing great. This is my whole thing? Okay. This is my whole thing. Shuffles papers. Trier back with another women are evil film. I don't know. You don't know. That is not. Is, is not women are God a superstition? Is God a superstition? Yeah, this is literally I know literally I need me some. I don't. I know I need me some Bessosi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Time stamping. I gotta cut that. I gotta cut that. Yeah, cut that. I got the guy cut that. Yeah. Ninety six, breaking the waves. I need air. some uh, I need some best OC. Keep that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to save Yon. Question mark. I'm I'm willing to say this is just a better Ordet. Okay. It's very different. It's definitely I mean, a conversation it's... with Ordet and Sacrifice. But in the same Talk. But Go on. in the like so like in the in the fact of like, you know, is she actually uh the R word. Uh, the uh, the answer is like uh, like maybe probably not right. You know, I think definitely not because is kind of a joke is is because just like just like the guy from Ordet, like you know, he's all everyone's like this guy's schizo, he's crazy. Take your meds, guy. You know, and then it actually I don't think they had meds. They actually. <laughs> They actually, he actually did have, you know, maybe some sort of legitimate connection with God and a, and a greater connection with God than all of these so-called believers with their non-bells, no bells in these churches. Yet, but, yet she no, likes I was the saying bells. the actress, the, I was saying the actri- actress oh. herself. Or was Emily Watson? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Emma Watson was great in this film. I cannot lie. How did she go from this to Harry Potter? Which is in Harry More Potter. Like this to Synecdoche, New York. Was that our last pod? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was our last pod. Run it. We're on the, we're on the, yeah, we're on the... Dude, I'm, I'm down to keep you... I love her. She's, she's so actually good. so insane. Like, I feel like she's she's probably one of my favorite, like... She's got a rockin' mommy you know, body actresses. these days. You guys just like her because she has big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does have big eyes. Yeah, but it's you just know, like there, these big-eyed actresses. There, like, there the is the one that Bergman cast battle for everything. <laughs> there, there's a podcast where Jacob is on record calling out someone else's fascination <coughs> with an actress for being yeah. solely on the basis of their big eyes. But I forget what actress and what podcast or what person <laughs> who it's definitely who... in the Dharmas. It's the yeah. uh, it's the Bergman um, girl. 
It's the old Doe the versus Bergman Fox dichotomy. Like, yeah, Doe, like Doe nobody, v. Fox. I feel like any of Bergman's... Doe, yeah. Women. United States v. Doe v. Fox. <laughs> Why is my internet so bad? Show me the thing. Listen. I want to read the room a little bit. I Please. Think, I think we watched this. We're thinking, oh, it's going to be Trier. It's going to be... It's going to be high analysis discussion. Well, I just want to let you know that when I came into it, I actually forgot that this Wait, is a true movie. That's Wait, who's powerful. who's first? Who's who's never seen this film before? Brody. Okay, Steven. so Brody, Steven, Steven and, and Jacob. Jacob have raised their hands for those at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John and I are veterans. Yeah, this is this is my third. This is my third. I I will say this, this time fourth. I'm okay. I'm kind of. I want to ask a question. Who? What do people think of in the first third? Uh, what did those oh who first God. watched this think of think of Jan? So awesome! Like, yeah, what did you think of Jan? Like, how did you how did you perceive Jan? How did I didn't you I didn't perceive him as a big guy. Crazy. I didn't. I thought he's a little suspect, for sure. Nah, I only very briefly for like the first like literally the first five to ten minutes was a little suspect, but after that, mm. after any like amount of time spent between just oh. he and Bess, also that when uh. When he, you know, was like, are you sure you want to do it here? Like, his hesitation at the wedding, you know, at the bathroom in the wedding, yeah. his hesitation immediately sw- helped to pivot from, like, being skeptical of Jan to thinking, all right, he is, he's a, he's a decent, he's at least decent. He's a decent yeah. dude. He's, you know, he's not just a scum, you know, he's, 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 definitely, he's something. He's definitely decent tier. I don't, the thing is, I don't think he's that good of a guy, and I never thought he was that good of a guy. Because he st- he still did it in the bathroom. That's just a no. You tell her no. You say no. I'm not gonna do that. Gonna say no. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's ethically that insane to do it or anything. It uh, doesn't feel. It's not. It is an extremely powerful scene, in which first of all, the first third, first half of this movie makes my face contort nonstop. Yeah, it it's is so powerfully made. It's so fucking good. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes me smile so much it makes me anyway the sex scene in the bathroom when you're up close on her face dude it's obviously we're saying the performance is crazy dude her performance is out of this world uh but when they're having sex in the bathroom i'm like yeah like kind of grimacing like oh is it i don't know if she is it you know boba it is an unsettling like i don't know if this was good or not but then she comes out and she smiles with the girl and you're relieved yeah, yeah. That, that part was so good. I love, I love, I love. I think this movie, out of like almost any Trier movie, does um, this like has like such insane economy, like emotionally, like he like really, really only shows exactly what you need to understand and feel it, and then like move on, and like that. I don't know. That's a good example. It's like I don't know, so good. But yeah, I would say okay. I was gonna say the first time I watched this movie. The reason why I brought up the question because I, the first time I watched this movie, I was really suspicious of Jan, and I was kind of disturbed. Like the first time we saw him on the oil rig with his with his buddies, like the contrast between like her world and his world, and like they're playing slap ass and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I was like way more super into it, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, but I thought I was way more like disturbed and like scared of him, like fucking her over which is funny because now watching it this time i know what happens and this time i was way more um 
I feel like I feel like I, I I liked him and I feel like I understood him way better this time and I thought he was like a way better like I think I, this time I recognize that he's not just because the first time I watched it I just thought he was just like some dude who's marrying her and like doesn't know what he's getting into realizing like who she is and stuff but then this time watching it it's like he's actually like the only person who gets how good she is. And he like he, yeah. there's like a couple scenes where yeah. he explicitly says it where he's like he like she tells blossomed. his sister he's like yeah. you don't like you don't understand how like she's better than all of us or something. Yeah, she just wants um, it all. Yeah, which is like I don't know. I feel like I I feel like I made it made the second half a lot more. I feel like I was focused on the wrong things the first time I watched it because of how I was viewing it. Like this time, yeah. this time because I viewed their love as like mutual and going both ways and as this kind of very very good thing both ways that when what happens happens it like is i don't know it's much more clear to me why what was happening was happening and etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah I, I don't know i've always been a bit of the steven camp where i'm sus of him in the beginning but things basically clear up when they are on when it in the chapter life with yon Mm-hmm. When they're having sex and being happy and stuff like this, uh, I start to really come around to him. But after this viewing, more so than in the past, I finally see that it's not just Bess in the imagery of breaking the waves where she stands firm against gentle, <coughs> you know, waves and she breaks them. It is Bess and Jan in an embrace that is breaking the waves and going against the screen. It is their love. Jan is, is a great it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, great man. the movie, the movie definitely prejudices you against Jan and the, and the oil crew in the beginning, just because it opens with Bess being like interrogated on why she wants to get married with an outsider. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. It like holds them up to a certain expectation of like mm-hmm. bringing something positive into their. It's like a bad right. fee situation or something. Right, but then he comes and he's like this. Just like, uh, he looks kind of like a schmucky American guy and his buddies are all like kind of dipshits at the wedding, you know? So the whole time you're, you're also like associating that with Jan. Um, I, I don't think that dropped. I mean, the bathroom scene is relatable. I'm not going to get in, into any nitty gritty details, but we all have been in a situation where we've all been there. We've all to put, <laughs> yeah, to put it succinctly, we've all been there. Right, and you're just kind of like, <laughs> right. So that's not when the suspicion, I guess, dropped off for me. And even I guess, like, pretty far into it, where you had um, crap. What's her name? The sister? sister-in-law. Yeah, the, I forget. We'll, we'll just call her sister. The sister, the sister, the sister nurse character Shorty. when she's doing her speech. And she's kind of, it seems like they're not... The speech of the wedding? Yeah, yeah, Their culture isn't really, um, they don't really, it seems like they're, they're stiff upper lip, you know? And so everyone's being like silent while she's just trauma dumping on everyone. And uh, <laughs> Jan's even, he looks a little uncomfortable. You know, he's like, he looks kind of uncomfortable. So it's like the whole time you're like, is this guy, is he just, um, is he just here to kind of snag Bess and, and run, you know? Uh, but then, you know, as, as time goes on, it becomes clear that he actually 
loves her for her and he understands like you guys said what he's getting into and uh like at the dinner conversation um what else is gonna say i don't know but what about, yeah, I guess what about the first, when he takes the, first, the call on the, the first the first third was was really moving um uh yeah that's all I'm, that's all i'm prepared to say by the way, sister's name is Dodo. I apologize for just calling her sister. She deserves better. And uh, what about when the, he makes the call on the rig and it's like, I love you. When she says, you know, she's like hesitant to say I love you. And then she does and she starts crying and blah, blah, blah. You're yeah. not sold by then? I was. No, I no, no, I, no, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, I was, I was sold. Like, I'm agreeing with you guys that I'm not... <coughs> I didn't watch the whole thing, thinking that Jan is suspect. Like, it became clear that he is, uh, you know, is, is a good guy, right, pretty early on, because he has the patience to deal with Bess's quirks while nobody else does, right? Like, when he's leaving for the oil rig, and she's just like, No! And she, like, runs and, like, opens the helicopter door and has this total, like, bra moment in front of everyone. <laughs> he's he's just like it's okay i'll be back like you know yeah. and you know he's visibly shaken but the whole time he's basically he the whole time yon is breaking bess's waves okay <laughs> they're breaking against him because he's you know as a man he's he's uh supposed to be a uh rigid object which the chaotic forces of femininity cannot you know cannot Agree wholeheartedly yeah destruct okay and that's listen a lot of guys at the beginning were criticizing me for even perceiving that anyone else could perceive this film as being anti-woman mm -hmm. okay but when you have Bess every two minutes on screen Screaming at the top of her lungs, hitting people, doing crazy shit. I mean, what do you think? What do you think someone's gonna watch and think about that? Well, Dodo's obviously based, you know. Yeah, she's she's just like a more kind of level-headed, more analytical kind of. The whole time I'm like, I'm I, I've the whole time I felt like I was on Dodo's side because I just want to say something really quick, which is. At no point was did I ever feel convinced by their love until basically the very end, when he oh, wow. until oh. until like until Jan got resurrected. Um, the whole Took time I'm thinking to myself like <laughs> God, impossible. like God, this this schizo lady like she doesn't know what she's gotten herself into. She's so naive. Wait. It's so sad, right? Like I'm well, the whole time. How did you perceive? How did you perceive like her um, praying? Like that she's just like total single so case. I mean, so it's not so. Smeagol. <laughs> in in like some freaking golem. In some sense, yeah. I did see it as kind of just this, this just this crazy woman, you know. Oh, so you were sold on just schizo nonsense. I was until the resurrection. So, you, but you you didn't see. Did, did no, you but see, she obviously but denied the relationship between her doing the things and Jan improving? 
Yeah, the movie um, clearly wants you to believe that she is actually communing with yeah. God, right? Yeah, so like... so you're you're right that when I did see these things start to happen, I was getting a little bit like I was. She I was, jerks off the bus guy and then Yana Proof. Yeah, I at that point I was getting a little bit like, you know, like is there something going on here? But I wasn't yet for sure. Right until I saw that man walk again. It took a miracle. It took a goddamn you miracle. You had to see Christ walk on. Water. I had to see Christ you walk had on. To water. See, you had to watch him get jerked off. I had to get watch him get jerked off. And like, and <laughs> there's a few things that uh, people noted as, especially after the wedding. The wedding made it look like I'm like. Fuck you. The wedding, I was like, man, this is... I was like, fuck you. I was like, man, this wedding is... I'm What Brody said? This wedding is, like, bumming me out. Like, I don't know. You know, like, this... You know, like, especially that speech. It's something about that felt something, like, was undercutting about that. From Dodo? You know, she was like, you know, well, you... I don't know him. You stole my... If you... Yeah. And if and if you... Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Which wedding are you talking about here? And and wait, wait and and if you fuck you're talking with about her, the on you talking about the on screen wedding or are you talking about Troy's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. That's <laughs> fine. I'm. I think I'm with Brody. I'm not trying to. I don't know. If I'm trying to cut. I don't want to cut anyone off. But I'm with. I agree. I think there's a huge focus on the sexuality and love making that kind of feels like a redirect or whatever and makes it suspect. And yeah, the, the, the life with Yon chapter is not in the beginning, especially when they're having the sex and stuff. And it's kind of, you're still sus and he keeps giving her looks where he's trying to kind of sort out and he's just appreciating her. But when he, I think when he takes her to the movies yeah, and he's movie watching scene. her watch the That's movie, and, true. dude, her face he, is unreal and he is so happy for her. Yeah. And, so and then weird. I think, I think the real confirmation is the, the phone call. Where at first it's like, oh, is he just trying to meet this obligation because this crazy high upkeep woman is like waiting in him, you know? Yeah. But then the conversation on the phone and the I love, and he seemed, I just, fuck, I love him. No, because he says, when he when she says, it's the way he reacts when she says that she loves him. And he Oof. like smiles and stuff and does a little, does a little, does a little mm-hmm. rocking back and forth or something. And and it's like totally unseen by her or anything. It's like, um, very like private receiving. I feel like the, I feel like that's, I feel like the, the imposition of the phone call and not being able to see each other and have like it, his reaction be, uh, un, unobserved, you know, by her is like, um, uh, important to like the legitimizing of his, you know, I think the I think the people we're we're most skeptical of aren't really young to be honest. It's just the the friends, especially <laughs> the first friend that comes home uh, before Jan is injured oh, or anything like, like that. It's his hand or whatever. Yeah, and she comes home and uh, or he comes home and she's like all bummed. She's like, "Where's Jan?" You know, and it's just it's just this guy. And I don't know about you guys, but I was feeling like some. I felt like there was an undertone at that time of like some sort of potential sexuality or like infidelity not that it was going to happen but that the friend being home when yawns away and like the language and the there was like an undertone of like oh gosh like is there going to be some sort of infidelity on the basis of how they're 
apart from each other, whether it be with this friend or someone else or something. I, I was worried about that, and but I was and I was a little skeptical of that friend in particular, and then of course the whole time the friends, until the end, you're I think you raise an eyebrow at them. I think it's like just how good are they? Are they just good old boys, or are they like, mm-hmm. are is there something insidious here? Like for instance, you can imagine a, an unfolding of the film where they end up going where she goes when Jan's in 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 uh, incapacitated, she takes a boat not to that scary oil rig but to their oil rig you can i'm not saying that this would be the same movie or a good movie but it could have unfolded such that she goes there and has sex with those friends to bring yon back to life it'd be totally Mm -hmm. different of course Mm -hmm. but like that was i was primed to worry about that potential you know what i'm saying whereas yon i felt pretty solidly he's good basically after 10 minutes i was like this guy's this guy's pretty good it's just a, a question of how good you know? I think mm-hmm. the casting was pretty perfect for him as well. He he's the guy who's in the um, he's Will Turner's dad in Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. dudes. But dude, he he's just, so good. he has that he's expression. In, like, every Trier film, he has that Dune. expression where he's like, whatever you know, the perplexed like mouth half open, like <laughs> raised eyebrow. He just has that nailed so hard, and uh, all those scenes where he's. Um, like uh, where he's talking to her or you know he's like showing his love for her he's like making that expression you know as she's like this she's like this mysterious um, this like enigmatic being you know with all of her like weird quirks and her religiosity and stuff but he's just like perceiving it with that with that like look (laughs) yeah and uh but you could you could feel that like his i don't know maybe it's not a curiosity but it is a um he's enamored with her right and not just as and not just as an oddity but like he feels that he feels like a the 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 pull you know yeah i feel like you can i feel like i feel like not just like the enamored thing i feel like at any given time even with like you know when he's like around her family and like the church and stuff you can just see him like perceiving everything and like Mm -hmm. you know he's just like he's like kind of constantly just like perceiving drinking it in thinking about it yeah and then he's like he honestly like doesn't talk very much at all during the whole film like i don't know he never seems any i don't know he's kind of i feel like a lot of a lot of like who he is and what you think about him is like is going on internally, which he like, I don't know, does an incredible job of. If I die, it will be because love cannot keep me alive. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so and that, that's one thing is that, uh, you know, when I had all these mild reservations about him, I wasn't like fully convinced. And even to be fair, I was never 100% on board with like this guy's just straight up evil because obviously when he fucked up his head, you know, he's... He's filled to the eyes with drugs. He doesn't yeah. know what he's saying. Evil, evil in head. Yeah, evil in head. Please let me die. Kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kill me. But <laughs> but I'm but even then, like when he was being uh, a bit evil in those situations, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like this this guy is is bad. It's bad news. This guy. Yeah. Well, that's kind of epic. Is I think it still makes for an epic viewing. 
if you're sufficiently doubtful and then you know Wait, it makes because well. i think i think you have to you can't so you can't take like what he's i feel like all right so this this viewing this goes into another thing i was going to say earlier which is well i'll say i'll say what i was going to say earlier because then it leads into it but basically like this time viewing it um the first time i viewed it every time she prayed and she does like the god's voice or whatever i just perceived it as like okay yeah it's just like real and it's just that is god like that whatever is we're talking or something but then this time i feel like scene to scene when she's praying it i felt differently about it there's certain times when she's praying where it feels more there's like a lot of subtlety to the way in which she does it and what she's saying and why that like make you doubt it more or less and there's ones where it, like it feels undeniable and then others where you're like I don't know anymore. And I think that it's the same with Jan where it's like, I feel like you have to, you can't just perceive that what he's asking her to do is being some kind of weird, uh, who can know the mind of God. He's saying this and asking her to do this. It's like, I think, I think that it, um, I think that like there has to be some level of doubt in order for her doing it. Cause I don't know if you just totally hundred percent believe it's some like, thing that God is directly is indirectly asking her to do through Jan, then it's like, okay, well she has to do it. You know, mm-hmm. like you have to, you have to be in a position of doubt as a viewer to like have the power of her doing it be as powerful as it is. Cause, yeah. because she <clears throat> believes more than you do or something like that. Yeah. I was like never convinced until basically the, the very end, the final, like the final, like basically saving of Jan where he's walking again and stuff. Like, I was not convinced that she was talking to God at all through any of the supposed miracles, you know, or like her, her, you know, all these things coming true or like to fruition, you know, she's praying for him to come home. He gets fucked <coughs> up and comes home. All of these acts before the last one, I thought were going, were within the realm of like just a, you know, just like a perverse, um, you know, kind of, you know, just coincidence mm-hmm. coupled with like a potential for like kind of this you know i am god type thing where she's not communicating with god every time she's talking instead it's like this potential tragedy disaster of like putting your words for the voice of god and if and had the ending not been we'll call it like relatively positive you know positive or whatever you know hopeful or something like that um or we'll call it miracle the ending like really does support the the ends of miracle or something um had that before that point and had that not been reached or something like that i would have not at any point believed in like the miracle of or her actual connection with god or any of this you know it it would have felt like just a tragic misreading of things like a very yeah and i, I don't know that's all you thought she was yeah a stupid girl yeah basically. <laughs> you're a very stupid Stupid girl. Stupid girl, Bess. Quick Stenlon, this was also his, not his debut, but he was an essential no one also at the time. It's crazy. Can we talk, can you, can you ask, for the boys who yep. know more, can you talk about the whole Dogma 95? Because this is his, yep. like, first, this is his first no, shit, so, right? So this is his first, so he <laughs> found, he, yeah, let's get into it. So he, he does Dogma 95 uh, manifesto uh, vow of chastity with Vinterberg. Yeah. And then this is the first film he makes after that, 
but this wait, wait, is wait, not... sorry, sorry, sorry. Dogma ninety five is this some sort of a uh, yeah? So challenge? him and Vin- him and Vinterberg <laughs> start a for... sort of movement, a film movement in Denmark, and then you know it goes Mister Worldwide called Dogma ninety five, where you adhere to what's called the vow of chastity, and the general it's like a set of rules, but the the general scope no jump is scares. Like, the general scope is like everything needs to be real so like all lighting needs to be practical meaning like in the lights lighting needs to come from actual sources of lighting that make sense in the film so like if you have a lamp at the bedside that's your source of lighting you can't bring in lights Mm -hmm. no cgi no filming in locations that are not the real location. So like if you're claiming that you're filming on a London corner, you need to actually be on that London corner. Hmm. Um, no film, like tons of, there's a bunch of rules, but the whole idea is like no Hollywood bullshit, like everything real or whatever. Now this film does not adhere to the rules. There's extremely elaborate lighting, but it's made so as to make it kind of look dogma esque and naturalistic. But the lighting, John can talk about this. The lighting in this film is fucking crazy. Also, yeah, I mean, definitely they're filming off is. location. There is some CGI, yeah. obviously, and uh, music, right? But There's the, music that is non-diegetic. Also. But the per- I feel like the purpose, so something that, so Vinterberg is, um, I haven't actually seen any of Trier's films that actually follow all of the rules, which I he think only has one, and it's the, the Idiots, right? Yeah, which comes after Breaking the Waves. Yeah, in so, this but, Golden Hearts trilogy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that he never, um, yeah, he never actually totally commits because the but he but yeah, Vinterberg is way more actually committed to doing it. Uh, the celebration, I believe, is a yeah. totally Dogma ninety five film. Uh, but he but the kind of purpose of it is this whole thing of like the term like purifying film or something like removing as many, like having as few things as possible to work with, which I think Trier obviously, I think, I think one of the main things is the, um, you have the camera, you're, you know, it's, it's film like documentary esque, you know, it's all like handheld and it all looks incredibly realistic at all times. And, then it is edited not for continuity and so it's like basically there's there's driven there's drawn a very clear line between the film and what is being filmed and what is being filmed never looks staged but you're constantly aware that it is that it is being filmed of the other side of the camera and so that this like allows for as little um as little like on the viewer's part as as little assumption of the people behind the camera meddling with what's in front of the camera, so to speak, and so there's kind of a, a an assumption of what is you're being seen is real because there's no there's nothing indicating that there is this uh, meddling happening, um, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that that's kind of the I think that as far as what I can tell from Trier's other films and how he plays with this melancholy in particular is kind of like. A, like a further progression of how he like treats this idea um, is that like he, he treats it as I, I think that he's not, he's not actually interested in totally losing the meddling aspect um, and the imposing of the like director's will or something and having it be clear that like artistic choices are being seen by the audience. I think he mostly, he actually wants to 
exploit the power of having no meddling and having it be clear and and be the contrast is when he does meddle and has these title cards with contemporary music and extremely you know uh you, you know they're like these map painting overlaid things that are constructed you get like the maximal effect out of that like when you see something like that similar in like a hollywood like wizard of oz or something it's not the same it's not being right. there's no contrast of this real versus totally doctored thing and you're able to i, I think he's able his main interest is like basically just maximizing the effect of both. And I think this is probably the film that he does it the best when he like where he does it the most or when he does the most extreme. I think he does it like kind of more subtly in other ones. But this is yeah. like when he's like it's real or it's like here's this piece of music, etc. whatever. Yeah, and in this case, I think there's like a clear Right, like the cinema verite documentary style filmmaking contrasted with the hyper dramatic storyline, and he talks about how like if it had it had, if it had been made in a kinematic style, it would have been <laughs> it wouldn't have worked the same way. Like it would have felt somewhere so much more superficial, even though like surface wise, the presence of the cinema verite style is more kind of in your face a little bit. Which you wouldn't, but you wouldn't be able allows, to suspend your disbelief. You just yeah, it allows like, okay, you to suspend disbelief much more. <laughs> well, that's something um, that... Also, sorry. Okay, a I, quick note for the Dogville heads is Dogville, although the most artificial and least, right, Dogma 95, is I think actually spiritually like the like end game of the Dogma idea, which is like there's all these rules, but the fundamental approach is like story and character is king, and like. Well, I think, I think yeah, it's like, well, about just the superficial to max, so I as to purely isolate the characters in the story. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is this is like I don't I think that um, this is not necessarily like uh, saying you're wrong, but that this is like a further clarification of like what it is. Should we usher Stephen back now that I'm not going to reference Dogville directly anymore? Yeah. Oh, is that why he left? I think can so. We, oh, I can think, we talk I think about Steven. We talked about how similar. Wait, wait, wait. I was gonna, wait. We. Wait, I was going to say something. There. Oh, you said you want Steven back to say it. No, because I want to eight children. Listen. Okay, Steven's back, finally. Wait, Steven, did you leave because of dog, uh, Dogville? Did you, you left because we mentioned Dogville, right? <laughs> no, I had to pee, and I hope my mic picked up all of it because I'm <laughs> so right. loud. Okay, so let me, let me, okay, listen. So the so I think that it's not just that it prioritizes story and character, but that it prioritizes um, what is, like, Jan is a perfect example of this, and I was saying this earlier, where it's like Jan doesn't say much at all during the film and much of what is going on is internal and this is just viewed all the time you know and you and he's like a real person by fact of you just looking at him and he's a real person you know and that this is and this is like a a uh a unique quality to film or like i don't know i mean not necessarily but like i don't know you see like a paint a portrait like a painting you know like that's a that is a real fucking person you know but the um but like the, the point being that like when you're purifying it or whatever with like the dogma 95 stuff, it's like, it's not just story and character. Like it's like story and character plus 
you know, those are the thing. And then you have like these real actors doing these things. You have real people in front of the camera expressing emotions. And like that is, and you're capturing that and whatever, and you're editing it. And I don't know. So that's, so I don't know if my clarification is being, is clear. I'm lost on that clarification because it still feels like the spiritual purpose of dogma is to isolate and focus on the character in the narrative and avoid gimmicks and tricks. Well, the character in the narrative and what it is to just like put a human face on a screen, you know, like, like you're saying like it's character narrative and the meta. No, never like bring attention to. No, 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 no. No, it's just no. It's something. It's it's like something. I was saying something like stupid, simple about like if you're gonna go. Sounds like character. If you're gonna if you're gonna go, you're gonna take a camera and you're gonna go film your mom washing the dishes, and she doesn't like interact with the camera. It's like what what are you seeing in front of the camera? You know, and like when you watch this, what is this? You know, you play this back and it's like emotional for some reason. And it's like, why? And it's like trying to not obstruct the things that that get in front of that, you know, like the does that make sense? Like the what I'm just bringing more focus to what's on the other one side of the camera and not the other. Yeah, that's all there is, is what's on the other side, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That's 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 probably. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then by that, just to clarify, like, if it were to be overly, you know, lit, kinematic, um, aestheticized here, then it becomes more about that than, like, just purely the subject itself. Therefore, there's something... Yeah, there's something behind the camera. Yeah, there's something that's actually being taken away when you're adding so much stuff. Is this... Am I, am I getting the gist? I yeah, think, you're losing yeah. the... You're losing the power of... The, because it's like when as soon as you put like whatever huge Hollywood image here that's like beautiful whatever you know considered beautiful is beautiful next to this very just kind of real thing it's like you you muddy or dull the the realness of of what it is and like you can't have that unless you kind of really believe and see it and perceive and feel it as real or something like mm-hmm. that okay well what about and- but slightly more surface level to the dogma point of like you can make a bad you can make bad characters and narrative more appealing to an audience by dressing it up and like i think part of the idea was like no dressing allowed like you have to actually make a good film with a good story and good yeah. characters you're what, not allowed what about, to make it look beautiful and like appease what, audiences what about what about what about the filter that they're putting on at the start and basically i don't it might go the whole film maybe not always but the so, uh the pretty overbearing filter that's going that's on the color the grading of everything and uh not not only that i want to i want to say specifically this is a case where clearly there's a lot of behind the camera intruding on it because it's a very clear choice to make everything graded that way you know under that filter uh, but it's not, um, I don't think that it detracts from the subject the way that a more conventional example of like a super dressed up room where it's like, like, I think you can think of more conventional examples where the more you introduce from behind the camera, like more behind the camera vibes detracts from this, the realness of the subject or of what's in front of the camera, you know, but I think there's some cases like this one where it doesn't they don't interact 
in this antagonistic way at all. I'm, okay, so the the so something I was going to say earlier is that something that is very clear meddling, so to speak, is editing. And I would th- say that like the way that it looks is partially part of the editing, where it feels like this was raw captured and then it was edited, you know, and that it was edited and the way it, it would look different if like the, you know, like, uh, you know, if they're like adding things to the image or something like they do in the title cards or something or like, I don't know, something well, like well, the filter. I mean, that isn't that that's a that's that's a pretty significant addition, isn't it? Like the intro uh, well, no, I'm shy. saying I'm saying yeah. that it's a significant addition in the same way that editing is a significant meddling and it's not like hiding from the fact okay. that it's editing it. That like the actual capturing of something is like, I mean, because then you just get into the fact of like the fact that there's a, the imposition of a camera, like mm-hmm. there is no, there's nothing that says that putting a filter or not a filter is more real or something, you know, because at the end of the day, you're saying this square you know this rectangle that i'm pointing at and the lensing you know the lensing does things to way optically what's going on is Mm -hmm. already an imposition and i feel like the filter is actually not that far i feel like the filter is like the filter or whatever it is that they're doing it might be something that they're doing in post actually like in the processing of the film but the but the whatever it is that's happening is like in my mind not it's not that different from just the fact that you're just pointing a camera at something in the first place and that this in itself is meddling. This is an imposition. This is not just observing something. Two quick notes. One, yeah, right. Like the imposition is strong with the whole cinema verite style, but what the imposition is to imply is that we're just, we're not, fuck. it's like real life. We're just filming there, blah, blah, blah. Also, just on the comment on the film, so they shot handheld Super 35, which if I'm not mistaken, is kind of a, it's a grainier, not it's so... Just, it's just a smaller... It was, it, was yeah, very, smaller, it was very grainy. Type of look. It was very grainy. Then they scanned the film. They did a, like, what is it? Like a scan to tape and then a tape back to film to Whoa. even amp up this, this look. Mm. Yeah. So... That's another commentary just on, yeah, it does have like a very distinct kind of grainy, yeah, like a weird half digital, half film look, but mostly film. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about two things? Yes. So first, at the beginning, someone uh, compared this to, I think Troy, you said it was um, obviously kind of in dialogue with Ordet and The Sacrifice. Of which we can only talk about Ordet. But have we considered that it's also, well, not in dialogue because this came out before, but it's it's you know, it's a little similar to uh, Amour in theme, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that could be interesting to talk about. Secondly, mm-hmm. we need to talk about Dr. Dick, Dr. Oh, Richardson. Sure. Dr. And Dick. the fact that he is highly repressed. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's jealous. He's willing to fuck Jesus Christ. Okay. He's he's using his he's using being a doctor as cover for being evil. So like true. Like many doctors. Although he has <laughs> me on his side when he's like all doctors. He has me on his side when he's like, I'm not like your old doctor. I don't believe in prescribing medications for what's totally normal and human. 
Uh-huh. I'm I'm sitting there. I'm watching that. I'm thinking, based this guy, <laughs> good guy. Yeah, that Don't definitely is like the first like woman. let me. That's definitely the first like huge appeal towards like, oh, I should trust this guy. Which is like he the got, first like beckoning. He got me on, he got me on his side. You should listen with, to him with that. Well, it was like kind of like I was like kind of half on his side. So I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of like a new agey kind of guy, you know. Which I guess maybe yeah. meds is a little Young also doctor. also you can argue that it's also player. new agey, but you know that aside, the you know this guy's this guy's hip, he's cool, you know. And then when he got offered pussy, he was like, no pussy, please, pussy. right? He was like, no pussy, please. <laughs> and then when he was like, no pussy, please, then I was fully on his side. I was like, this guy is the realest realest dude in the room. And then, but then, as the moment. He found out that everyone else got best OC except him, and then I was, jelly. and then I'm like, Dude. and then I was like, is this is Seeing he right insane. now just like mad that he didn't get any pussy? You know, is he is he sad about that? Is that what's going on here? Uh, I think he is, but in like a very very like her. roundabout way. I don't know. Yeah, not in like tell- such a not in such a direct way. I feel like as soon as he, says, he tells her I that he you, loves her, it's over. Yeah, yeah. It's so, dude, I love how she's like, how she reacts. Do you usually get it's like, take your hands off me with your patience? Yeah, I can't do that. Oh yeah, did she? That, I mean, it kind of took me out of the scene a little bit because you know sometimes in the you know in these films where the you know this actress is supposed to be kind of simple, right? And then they just add like thirty IQ points to her. In that scene, <laughs> and then subtract it in the next scene. So wrong. You're missed. Listen, this is to to the dodo point Brody's making. To your point, Bess is pure, unadulterated good woman, and Dodo is just polluted. Dodo's epic. We love Dodo. Dodo. She makes a redemption, but she wants to give Bess meds for being pure, unadulterated, normal. Best Dodo wants to just, stop her. I, yeah. Dodo is just but like you cannot bitter. blame Dodo. She's bitter. I can't blame. Dodo. I don't think. She's I don't think. Bitter, I don't think Dodo she, is doing anything. Doing anything wrong. She's acting. Like she's also acting. Sense. She's. She's at. She is. I feel like the way in which she acts and reacts and everything to her situation is. Um. I don't know. Totally. I don't know, like she might she might want certain things that uh I don't think she, whatever she's never like malicious or anything like that. No, she it, is like she is she is good, yeah. It is how Dota's I would have cool, felt. Good and reasonable, but she's polluted by the world. She she acts like a quote unquote reasonable person and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, well, she's she's the mix. You've got Jan of the world and Bess of pure purity. I think so. Here's something though: is like the. I think she. I don't know. I think I know you're saying. I think I think I like. I agree with what you're saying, but she like also. I think. I mean. I don't know. I think she, as a surrogate for the viewer, experiences the same amount of doubt literally anyone would about Bess's situation as she's like. For sure. Acting the way that she is. You know what I mean? 100%. Despite the implication that she killed her husband, I'm with Dodo. <laughs> she, um, is, that, is that a real implication? No. 
Oh, okay. I was like, what? The, I am heartbroken. Like, did I miss something? I mean, much in the same vein as as Bess, Dodo's just acting normally given her circumstances. You know, like, if 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 I were Dodo, I would be pretty freaking bitter and uh, jaded as well. You know? Yeah, I'm. I was. I was on Dodo's side, especially living that small world. I I would have married Dodo in this in this movie, and then but then <laughs> I had but had I gotten hit on the head with a pipe, I don't think she would have saved me with uh with her sacrifice so to be fair so so who knows maybe maybe i got the wrong 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 choice here but up until up until the last 30 seconds of the movie till i saw the bells i was i was full dodo pilled <laughs> uh yeah, you would have been like i hope you would die uh, I, I mean, I it is. Let me die. I'm. I was like, yeah. Well, there's a, <laughs> there's a few things. Like one, man, did I hope Jan was gonna die. Tons of times, I was like, man, I hope this guy dies. You know, like this is terrible. That's I didn't want to see so much, all this fucking shit go down. And then when fucking, Bess died, I was like, oh thank <laughs> God, she's fucking. Oh now Jan could just die. Bess could just die. Every this all just could be fucking over. Please just let this end. You know. Uh, I've been here for two and a half hours. Come on, uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> um, uh, one other thing. Uh, I thought the the music between the chapter cards was pretty fun. Um, it was Dude. it was since since I came in knowing literally zero. I knew I didn't know when this movie was made. I didn't. I knew nothing. Okay. And you're like this. And I, <laughs> pure, I was pure like, good. I was like, oh damn, is this movie old as hell? Because you know, you see all this like hyper grain, you know. And then the setting, I was like, oh, this is a pretty old flick. And then it starts playing ASAP Rocky. Um, ASAP <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this so is so true. Actually, <laughs> that is that is so sad. That that's what that 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 is the like touch point like you know for me when that song comes on I'm yeah like, whoa asap <laughs> rocky song asap rocky song and then when they started playing asap so rocky i was like oh shit this is this is actually not that old you know and then but it's even worse because whenever i hear contemporary music or particularly pop music of that era because it's not even contemporary to us anymore um i just think of guardians of the galaxy which is a little bit depressing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm with, I know They're actually trying to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to do the same thing. They're trying to make the movie relevant. They're like, they're like, Trier is like, dude, this movie's boring as shit. We got to throw in a David Bowie song. Yeah, we got to throw, like, throw in a nice We got to throw in something hip and cool to sell it yeah. to the It's like a fast-paced camera movement with the song, with Freebird solo playing. <laughs> yeah. Best getting raped to death. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be how Guardians of the Galaxy would do this movie. Well, they, yeah, they would just have, like, so, dancing. Yeah. Dude, the new, well, the new well, Guardians of the Galaxy is unironically like that. Like, it's like, it has some of the worst, like, violence porn thing like the there's like this it, there's like literally the cutest raccoon they could yeah, possibly dancing. the <laughs> cutest the cutest like like just scientifically the cutest possible thing they could make 
and then they like torture it on screen and like stick it with needles. Well, they, uh, well, they and, also... then, and then like creep by Radiohead starts playing. Yeah. That's literally Dude, the movie. I don't, so, I, don't, I don't remember that one. So I haven't, I haven't seen it. But I was thinking like it's the cutest, scientifically cutest thing imaginable. Dancing and doing something fun and being and being oblivious while Bess would be getting <laughs> raped to death in the back. Right? It's and and he's just dancing having fun while while best is exploding to a million how pieces the, how about the raccoon the cutest thing imagined scientifically the cutest thing ever made is raping best <laughs> scientifically cutest rape udo. scene yeah. yeah udo dude that's dude, what i was literally just so googling good. i was literally just barely looked him up on letterbox because it was He's yeah. another Trier guy. Yeah, what a Udo what an absolutely terrifying. He's like such a perfect um, representation of like you know like just like violent like evil man like yeah evil man you know evil yeah. masculine something like it's so insane. He's so evil looking. Do, I want to say what you and, want about but, the church and all those old crusty stupid superstitious morons. <laughs> But no one over there is is being bad. They're, I mean, they're part of a cult. I know, but they're not what, Udo. What yeah, about uh? Tro- so Troy is patriarchal uh, and like a negative. What 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 do you have to say about this whole? This film is a film about acting. You mentioned this film proves that, that acting some... is not hard if they could just find some random chick <laughs> wins yeah. a bunch of awards or whatever. I don't have super epic claims, just that I think there is a huge conversation to be had and has been had about Trier. I mean, this film has a, a, right, there's all this gender stuff. He invents these characters, creates a patriarchal world in which Bess works against... (laughs) at the will of God and the service of a man who is mentally, you know, is mentally deteriorating, asking her to go fuck dudes and get raped in order to save his life. She does this against the patriarchy, but kind of in service of it in a way, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then gets, we, he creates a character who gets, you know, it's so melodramatic, gets raped to death and then puts in bells to confirm that actually she did exactly what she should have done, and uh, like this is what God wanted. I don't know. Just there's there's the 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 controversy of the film mostly surrounds the bells, and like this the torture of a woman. And Trier's like long accused of creating women and basically torturing them in the worst possible imaginable way. Have we all seen Dogville? No. Brody's seen Dogville. Oh. You've okay, so I can't say, but I mean, so there's there's this. This is the first in the Golden Hearts trilogy, which are also the first films he made with female protagonists. And in general, they have Golden Hearts. It's Women of Golden Hearts, and Breaking the Waves is a reference name to a child, uh, a children's book about a woman who gives everything she has away to anyone who asks. And it's right. It's just anyway. So. You know, you could just imagine, like, right, a classic read on the film up to the resurrection would be like, 
oh, man made this film about a woman being tortured to all hell, you know, all this stuff. And especially if he keeps doing it. But uh, anyway, is this not, is this translating a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine we made a movie, you know, and it just, the whole movie was a woman being fucking, a woman who's also like super stereotypically a woman, right? She's like, like, like Jacob's talking about, she's chaotic and emotional and all this stuff. And then, like, the whole movie is just her progressively getting raped to death. Mm. Well, that, that that's why I said why it's kind of convincing is because she's not, like... If you were to contrast this with some other movie that has, like, a... Where the filmmaker wants to create, like, a noble female protagonist, right? They would act... Uh, they would they would write the character way different, right? To, to basically be this um, um, arrogant, like noble uh you know woman who's like totally masculinized you know and is like she's in the boardroom and like all the men are like saying retarded stuff throwing around a football and she's just like she has the one intelligent thing to say you know but then they all resent her you know like she hulk or whatever whatever one of these movies right (laughs) um, when she's like it's no man's land in, in like World War Two, it's no man's land. But she's like, I'm a woman, and then she fucking oh, they, uh, is that she a just, real thing? In <laughs> that's a real thing. Well, they so have, they're in the yeah, trenches, just like getting mowed down, and she's like, she's a woman, so she can storm. So she can storm the trenches. The trenches. Right. What I'm what I'm saying is is that like in order for this to even <laughs> that's be awesome. convincing, like like the fact the the fact that this is so powerful in a sense is because it's like convincing, right? It's not trying to sell you something. It's just like unbelievable right it's 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 easy to imagine a woman like this existing and we've all met oh boy have we met um (laughs) but um, hold on hold on i want to circle back to comparing this to a more and kind of i guess also contrasting uh hanukkah with trier you know like well first of all i've only seen antichrist like other than this, right? Oh. And that's something which kind of it's debatable. It's debatable how it ends, right? And its outlook. I kind of forget how that whole thing gets resolved. But definitely, if Hanukkah made this film, there would be no bells. Okay, it'd be like <laughs> she would just get raped to death, and then and Jan would die, and then the and then the credits would roll. <laughs> yeah. That's what that that's what happened, and honestly, this film was kind of Hanukkian, you know, <laughs> Hanukkian in, in certain ways. Well, I'm just thinking of all the times that Bess looks directly at the camera. Yeah, we need to talk about that at some point. And um, it just seems like I don't know. It seems like when we've talked about Hanukkah films, there's always this um, this theme of like acknowledging the audience or like mm-hmm. being in some sort of dialogue with the fact that it's a film which is you know the entire purpose of it is to be watched by people and to be like an object of spectacle you know Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just get that i just get that feeling whenever best looks at the camera it seems you know you could attribute it to her being just like an inexperienced actress or something but i also want to believe that it's intentional on some level it's it's beyond intentional are you out of your mind i'm just Oh, I'm giving it. Give, give, I'm Jacob, Devil, give Jacob the benefit I'm, of the doubt here, I'm, Troy. I'm playing, I'm, sorry. I'm playing devil's advocate here for the listener at home. 
Okay. They're looking at the camera but the, fucking oh, rules. Okay, I'm just saying, yeah, like, I, I want to believe, and I was convinced the whole time that the looking at the camera was intentional, and that it was supposed to be, you know, like, in a sort of Hanukkian sense, some sort of, it, it, it's the film trying to bring your attention to the fact that, I don't know, you're watching something. I think uh, you're spot on, and it's a little different in some ways. I think, right, the, the Hanukkah look at the camera only takes place in funny games, but, but, but the general idea is true, I think, for most of them. But the, the funny games uh, look at the camera. Like, I think the looking at the camera in Breaking the Waves hits so different because of the cinema verite style. So it's kind of, like, believable within the world of the film. versus say true cinema? Within the documentary <laughs> because it's like the presence of the camera in that space is a part of what you're watching. And so her looking at it isn't like totally yeah. violating. But she, I, I love her so much. That first third, I've never loved a woman so much. So it, it really yeah. like makes me feel like, yes, I love you. Well, yeah, but also, I will say on the second viewing, I will admit to pausing the film... Uh, the first off. time, yeah. <laughs> I think her when the, on this viewing. Obviously, I've seen it. So, so when she looks at me, I feel so sad, and I do feel very guilty. And the first time Jan brings up that he wants her to see other women, I paused the film and thought, "Is this another funny games? Should I? Am I obligated to not watch this movie? Am I going to create? I'm not joking. I." There was a five to ten minute period where I decided I wasn't going to watch it. And then I thought, fuck, I, I have to. So I'm with you on that. Let, all right. So the second part of that aside, because I don't, because what I'm going to say doesn't bear any weight on that. And I don't you know guys what are I'm going to say about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Troy. The, Troy, um, the movie's already been made. The, the, no, no, no. no. <laughs> the, the, um, no, the, Looking at the camera, the difference between the yeah with Hanukkah, it's a more it's a more extreme formal break. It shouldn't be possible for them to look at the camera. Versus in Breaking the Waves, at any given time, due to this thing of the what's in front of the camera being real or something like that or feeling real, and they're just capturing it. At any given time, people should be able to look at the camera, but they don't. And giving best the only um like the only person who has like the ability to makes it i don't know it just it adds to her power as being something that is bigger than anything else you're seeing like she's like she is bigger or because she's she's not only given this like oh separation of you know artist and subject and i'm going to take a photo of you she's given like the status of like she also she's given the status of like the 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 meta where she's like she's not only just like running along as a character in this plane it's like she is also like vertically just, just say god she, she, so we 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 are <laughs> no no so we are handheld we are with them all the way just like god is with her everywhere and her capacity to look at the camera is like related to that to some degree like when when we when we are recognized it's not i don't feel recognized even whenever she looked at the camera to be honest like i, I never even <clears throat> yeah thought like i'm being looked at at all because on like a hanukkah film in, that it, you would i knew that i was being looked at because because instead <laughs> because instead i'm like in a um 
I'm occupying a position that like floats with them everywhere, largely because of the whole handheld thing. And like and floating with them everywhere doesn't just it's not just achieving a personal like, oh, we're with these people. They're like, you know, it's not just to achieve the affect, but it's also to achieve this like like we were I don't know. I think I think we're with them every step of the way in a godly way, like in how yeah, she yeah, yeah. is. So hers is, is an awareness of like omniscience right. or something like that. Yeah, or, of the or yeah, like or, observer. Or, yeah, or yes, something like that. Even if it's not like a conscious awareness, it's like a, it like it's through her. Like she has some sort of like a undercurrent of awareness of like of like the meta quality of things going on. Meta just being God, like so the godly things. Going what on. what about when God wasn't with her for a time, presumably, right? Well, you just you just mean what when it's on the oil rig. I guess I mean because otherwise it's like around her the whole time. I know, but I like she's she's like hello God, and then they're like oh my fucking God, he's gone, oh my God, (laughs) right? So true. That was scary. And then I, but then and I was, I don't know, like. Well, he has so many other people to help. I well yeah Yeah. some stupid girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean yeah, but yet yet you know the. The, the camera's always there. She's always... But God's there. Well, okay. there's even, 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 even if there's no test. Yeah, it's a test. And Wait, the spirit I, but, is there but all you, the time. But you watching the film... But hold on, but hold on. Even though, even though like this omniscient observer thing of the camera, which is some kind of like, you know, confirmation of the meta, you know, of like God, because it's just there is a camera and you're aware of it. Um, even though that's still present, you as a viewer still feels doubt about her situation and the existence of like God in this narrative, you know? Um, and, but that's because that the, the, the presence, um, of this like omniscience and, or the reality of it at any given time, you're also still watching a film. So it exists in this kind of like liminal space, which kind of, I think allows for it to be, believable like it can't if it was if it was as if it was a total confirmation of like you know it's like when the camera the camera is like god observing things or something i don't know and like yeah. some kind of some trying to confirm it. it's like the fact that it is you as like a viewer existing on the scale of omniscience versus watching a film at any given point it's like it can be well, omniscient or something like yeah that. It can e- be even if meta. it's yeah, even if it's not God like itself like being with you all the time, it's like it's like the it's like the, the presence of like a faith or something like that or like a a true belief or or like a profound belief on her end or something like that. Like a spirit of faith as opposed to like literally God being there the whole time, which of course to some degree he's kind of there when they're in communion, but when they're but when they're talking, when they're talking to each other, even then you're in doubt because it's not like you we're never presented with the case that God's actually there. Even when things are coming to fruition, it could just be coincidence. But the idea is it's not just God being there. It's like, it's just like the faith is there the whole time. It's Mm -hmm. like this personal Mm -hmm. connection with God type thing, you know, her independent connection with God, as opposed to the church. Cause of course she leaves the church. She's like excommunicated, but Mm -hmm. this, but this idea, like it is all very like, you know, personal relation to God. And it's this relation that the camera's occupying, not God himself. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's this person, it's this personal communication. Okay. For sure. I agree that when she looks at the camera, I don't feel looked at. Uh, and, and I think it's for that reason. And also another note, right? Just noting, she looks at the camera twice and both are moments. No, she looks at the camera like five times. 
What? Yeah, she looks at the camera. This time viewing it, I was actually like, I was like, man, I thought she only looked at it like one or two times, but she looks at the camera, I think almost at least four times. Maybe I'm wrong then. There's lots of glances. The two times I know, or the two times I recollect are in the very beginning, right? And when she's walking up the stairs, when Jan has been carried upstairs after getting sent home from the hospital, and they're kind of carrying him up the stairs, and then she looks at the camera. And both are moments of, like, extreme goodness from her. Like, she looks and is communicating to you, not you directly, but the effect is of a communication of extreme goodness and joy and happiness and things like this. I don't know what the other, I can't think of the other time she looks. I think something, something that it communicates uh, in just kind of a more direct way, like when I'm, when I'm watching it, what it like feels like and means to me is it's like a reminder that she gets it, that she like understands. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like hit with like, she's not stupid. She knows what's yeah. going on. She understands the situation. And it's like a lot of the time it's, I'm, I mean, I don't remember exactly when she does and doesn't look at the camera with a lot of things besides the first one and the one you're talking about, but there's like the few more where it's like, it's right after a bunch of like insane shit has happened and she's done, you know, like with the doctor is kind of like the doctor, like when she goes and sees uh, the doctor guy, this is like probably one of the most explicit moments of like, you know, uh, clear red flag, mental, mentally unstable, mm-hmm. unwell mm-hmm. moments like where it's like, uh, uh, where you perceive it that way or something. Um, mm-hmm. But, and, you know, soon after that, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if soon after that she, you have a moment where she looks at the camera and it, like, recontextualizes everything that you just saw, any, like, doubt that you had. And the film plays with, like, this extremity of, like, you know, doubt and uh, faith and recontextualizing of of her actions. And, and I think that's part of what makes the film so good is that, like, you you are constantly sliding along the scale. And it's not like it is this way. It isn't this way. It is this way. It isn't this. It's not like such a pull, like a pulling out the rug out from under you and then putting it back again. Mm -hmm. It really is this kind of like floating scale of feeling of not knowing whether her actions are like coherent in a meta sense or not. Um, And, and like playing with that and moving in and out of it. It's kind of, it's crazy to me that you, said like when she looked at the camera like you got this feeling of confirmation that she isn't stupid and that she is in fact like good i don't know maybe i'm too jaded or something i just felt like she was just so she was so like uncomfortably naive to me the whole time that's like up until the end i just felt like i'm like man this woman just doesn't like just doesn't get it at all uh I, on my first viewing, I was more aligned with you where I was super doubtful of the truth of the, the superstition, superstitious implications. Uh, but I don't know. I do vibe strongly with John with, cause in, it is interesting in that way where I don't feel looked at or communicated with personally, but the sense of her looking where it's like, she's not an idiot. She knows what's going on. It feels like she knows what I know or like she, she can see what I see, but I don't feel personally interacted with, mm-hmm. but I do have that. I do have that sense of those the looks as being confirmation of, you know, she's not 
crazy idiot. Mm-hmm. They do strike me as knowing looks, but like in the yeah. same way that she is sort of used as a vessel when she's praying, where like she again, um, she'll like she'll be praying right, and then she'll use her voice, and then and then God will respond to her right, and um, oftentimes the. Well, a few of the times, like, the response that she gets from God are, like, more, are, like, thoughts that you aren't, you don't believe that she could, um, like, form those thoughts herself, you know, which makes it feel like it is sort of divine intervention, is that she's been given these, like, kind of concise answers to her prayers, and it just doesn't feel like she's, because she is so kind of, like, uh, yeah. And many other points, like, kind of ditzy and, like, whatever. It's like, you don't believe that she could come up with that, right? And then oh, it's, yeah, it's evidenced even more by, I think, so after, I think it's after she goes to the ship to kind of be a hooker, right? And then she goes, she goes to church and she, she asks God what's happening and then there isn't any response, right? I think there's, like, multiple ways to read that where it's, like, uh, she, if, like, you aren't subscribing to, like, the superstitious stuff, then, like, she's incapable of, like, formulating, like, a reason for her suffering, you know? And so she's, like, it's not as simple as before where she's, like, uh, she can just be, like, it's because you're a stupid girl, you know? Um, like, she she's, like, fully confused now, and she doesn't have, she's, there's no more meaning um, but, um, you could also read it as, like, the, just, you know, the silence of God, um, and then I think that ties in with the looking at the camera, because it, it strikes me as, like, a knowing look, right, where she's, like, in tune with the good God's plan, you know, and yeah. she's, she's kind of like, she's kind of like, look at this. You know, so true. Look at look at look at love. It's like a a collapsing of where her as a character and the imposition of the camera like collapse into the same thing where it's Mm -hmm. like there is not like there is there suddenly becomes no separation. It's suddenly it's like the I don't know. They suddenly become the same thing. There's like a uh, I don't know the point of them like speaking. It suddenly becomes just like a portrait of her or something as opposed to like the camera looking at her or something where it's like she becomes part of overall narrative. But I want to, okay, I want to say with the, um, we're saying, yeah, I was struck by, there is kind of a, there is kind of a Christ on the cross. Like, why hast thou forsaken me? Uh, thing that goes on specifically. I mean, it happens multiple times, but there in particular. Um, and I think that there's, just to note that I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I just, that struck me when watching it. But the, um, but what I was going to say is that she, um, fuck no, I was going to say something good. I don't remember. Well, it's totally part of the test of her love, just as it was oh, for oh. Christ. And she's oh. obviously a Christ figure. Go ahead. I remember. So, so I remember this. So something just occurred to me is that the um, what she's being asked to do and is doing is such that it is incoherent without the um, without having the um, imposition that it is or the whatever the organizing 
central thing that it is what she is supposed to do in like a very fundamental sense. Like it is only what she is doing only makes sense as something good to do even to herself personally. Cause you know, when she's doing this with the men, it's like, she, it's like horrible. Like she's basically getting raped almost. And she, um, and so it's like the only way it can be coherent is if God exists or something like that and is making it so that this is what she is supposed to do. So in that sense, it like, it, it makes it so that when she does doubt, um, it is, yeah, it literally is impossible for it to make sense. Um, which I don't know. It is, it is like the, whatever it just necessitates like the existence of God for her to, to, for it to be like, okay or something or it to be right. I think, uh, to, 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 not the, the, in the same vein of, of the Christ talk, but uh, but not in particular response to John, more in the vein of what Troy mentioned a while ago about uh, the criticism or at least the the question that the film raises, uh, cult, like culturally or whatever, that you need, you have this uh, woman character that's created to be to like leave phallic authority, but then ultimately just subscribes to the you know the appeasement or something of a different man, you know. So he's like, so it's like anti-patriarchy but also just falls in line with patriarchy by the end in a way or like a certain interpretation lends it that way you know Mm -hmm. okay just that uh it is pretty interesting to think of her as how radically different she's not just a christ-like figure at all i mean i mean it is insofar as she suffers to make someone else live so there's like a christ-like element but she's not christ in the sense that she's not dying for everyone like she's not dying for like everyone's sins per se. I don't know. That's what we <coughs> talked about. And also she's not saving like mankind. She's saving one guy. And it's a guy that she loves and has, has devoted and picked her love for, you know, like it's not, it's very different from like some, yeah. uh, you know, Jesus Christ who's dying for everyone. Or, and I think yeah. that's, that's the, that's where it gets to be like a, a quite, it's not, it's not like we've simply made, an ultimately benevolent woman whose goal is to save everything, you know, and her activate. Instead, she's just like tunneling on one. I don't know. I think that's like a pretty uh, significant deviation from like a typical goodness of the Christ mythos, right? It's 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 yeah. pretty. It's like it's yeah, like very have to be it's, any uh, man or something, uh, yeah. right? I might even say it's it leans in a way selfish, like mm-hmm. in the sense like she's do like or if not selfish, it's like. It's like a really tailored selflessness, basically just of like traditional secular conceptions of love, as opposed to like some more transcendent conception of humanity as love and like some metaphysical property of love and things like that. I think it is very in line with the Christ story, but this difference is like purposely created so as to like I don't know. I get the sense Trier is wanting to talk about what, you know, religion or Christ and stuff, like what this kind of like, oh, it should be, but like a transference. Because I think both, right, Christ and Bess are both in a way having their love put to the ultimate test, right? And like the thing that Christ does, right, the for all sins, etc., and conquering death and these things is, uh, like the ultimate objective, like the logist, like a sort of logistical objective, maybe. But like, they're both having their love put to the ultimate test, 
right? And part of that is yeah. the silence of God and the most trying of times, et cetera, and all these things. True. Um, but I feel like Bess, it is for one man, but it's also like, I don't know. It's well, like for love itself. Well, it yeah, seems yeah, like cause... what she does is in service of like love. And there's a feeling that she has a role to play of well, being in love and yeah. like these types of things. So like, it just feels like what is ultimately exalted in breaking the waves in place of a more logistical system of like redemption and sin and death and like a religious organization is like an exaltation of love as like an ultimate power. But you know what I mean? She, well, she, she has the speech in the church um, after she goes to the boat the first time and yeah, she walks in and she says, how can you love, how can you love words? You know, how can you love a word? Et cetera, et cetera. So this is, and that's, and that is her socially playing a role outside of purely this uh, world of her and Jan, because she's walking yeah. into the church and and expressing that and and yeah. you know shaking shit up. Yeah, so true. Like it's not even about yeah. How can you love words? You can only love a man, you know, and that love is perfection. <clears throat> and so, like, it seems like not only what she's. It's not necessary. I mean, it is for Jan, but like. It is the love for Jan that is being fulfilled and exalted and perfected. Like the but, act, her sacrifice but, is yeah. the act of love that is perfection. And the object of the whole exaltation is less Jan and more the love. Yes, but the but it is important. It, I think it is important that her being, you know, just like a human subject is having to, it, it is um, that... It, it is still important important the specificity of for Jan as opposed right. to for, right. you know, totally. some beggar on the street, you know. She's not doing it for some like random. She is it. in love. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So she so right. there is so there does have to so the there there is both this so I agree that yeah, it's this exaltation of her love for him as opposed to him, but that the for love for it still is for him yeah. in like yeah. an important sense. Uh, the phrase I like, and I think it's, it applies here for sure, and it is actually kind of contra Jesus Christ, but that, but that, like, you know, you go, you reason from particulars to universal, not the other way around. You don't go from universal to particular, you go from particular to universal. It's like, the, it's like some Hegelian line somewhere. But, like, there's, the idea is, you know, you have this particular of Jan, you have the particular of the, her love for him. And of course, what emerges out of this is a uni is as you guys are saying, like this more meta universal of love itself, you know, abstract concept of love or something, as opposed to even if it's we're not going to say Jesus Christ, but as opposed to, for instance, the love for the beggar feels like it's a more unless you contrive an entire narrative surrounding the relationship, the particular relationship between the beggar and that person. If someone just goes and picks the beggar and then like it, then it happens to be in service of like the universal or something like that. That feels much more like a, like you just picked love as as the superordinate thing, and now you're just picking who to who to attribute it to, whereas Bess falls in love with Jan and it becomes a superordinate universal or something like that, you know. Yeah, and it's through one it's where through. it's like I be, I believe in love and I'm gonna ascribe it now to the and, beggar and to the man down the street and to whatever you know. And this is and th I think this is also super important for the the um the fact that a huge aspect of the you know building and creation and furthering of their love is the sexuality is the sexual part because it is because 
because it is so un that is it is not i mean yeah it's not like you you're not universalizing like you you yeah yeah it is it is bodily so yeah two things it is bodily and you are going from like you know the the dirt so to speak to the this like transcendent love thing but you're also like you can't the um it's not like she's having sex with him and then suddenly it's like having sex with everyone is love or something that is right. she's not universalizing the uh the sexual as what is the that isn't the transcendent quality that is love yeah but what's interesting is she does have sex with the other men of the world and of course it's like in in suffering but it's for yawn but 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 it's like these are oh these are expressions of love like yeah yeah, expressions for love and yawn specifically is like it's not just he says well he says it later later it becomes more the message of you need to do this to keep me alive but also it's like he can't do it and he wants her to do it and think of him. She's saying, you know, I'm not having sex with them. I'm not making love with them. I'm making love with Dion and stuff like this. And I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I feel like Trier, right? He's like giving this whole thing of like, let's, you know, like refocusing the transcendent away from like, right, this old crusty religion onto like this more universal love, but also it's very bodily oriented. And so like, from the material, the transcendent emerges and like, there's nothing above, it's just here. But then I feel like in the end, he's like, <laughs> just kidding. And like, has the bells, right? Because like, what God made best to do this, just like he made best to do this. And we were like in some coke. I just think, I feel like that's almost a joke. The bells are kind of a joke, kind of like a, like a hedging where he's like, I'm not actually making this giga sincere we need to do this with the God and all this stuff. He's well, I don't like, know. No, why why it, can't it, it just be that like the, the, the bells. Yeah. The, why can't it just be that for just a brief moment at the end, um, the, you know, in a surrealistic way, the emergent transcendence of love is confirmed through an object, like, as opposed I to, know, like, I think, it, I think, and, and it's, so it's not like an ironic thing per se, but it's, and it's not even like that God himself is there. It's not a confirmation in, in any literal sense of anything, but just that, that the emergent, it's just like a, a fun little coup de gras of like the emergence is real. This is real. Yeah. You know, this is, I agree. Real. I don't, I don't think the bells are insincere and I don't think the bells are saying that it isn't real. I just think the bells are like, yeah, a bit fun and maybe tongue-in-cheek of like you know well yeah, Trier, yeah like, Trier, the bells consi- like the, the bells seem to contradict yeah. some elements of what he's doing and they also sure. extremely purport it and it they're kind of a little uh, you know it's kind of um, like a title it's kind of like a chapter card though it, it's kind of just like just this extremely heavy-handed thing that he enjoys like just pushing into things but that they don't necessarily contradict any of the arc of anything or like the overall cohesion or the direction of the project, but it's just a moment where it's very, it's literally behind the camera. Like it's just a moment where he's maybe you say tongue and the camera is up in space with it. You know? Yeah, maybe not tongue in right. So it's just a moment where it's like, remember, I'm I'm Trier and I made this. Like, like a moment <laughs> yeah. of this, you know. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, which is in ways contradictory, but also still, yeah, it can still be in real. service of the film. Yeah. yeah. I I think I wasn't really tuned in for a second here back when you guys were talking about the uh, the love 
that uh, Vess has and like its, you know, universal or not status. And, you know, I guess it made me think of, um, yeah, it's the film. So are we all, all on the same page? We're like, the film is not trying to make Bess's love out to be like a love for humanity or anything. Because no, like, you can right, imagine a different right. film where it's like a super uh, noble, uh, good character who's just, they have so much love for you know humanity and 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 the world right that they that they just they would it's like what um what Troy was saying earlier right we're breaking the waves the title it's i guess a reference to this book where this woman will give anything to anyone you know and that's kind of that illustrates like a, a love for just humanity as a whole right not like a particular love for one type of person because obviously Bess would not be doing this for anyone else. And despite uh, Dodo's description in the at the wedding. Right. Right. True. Um that's actually a great point. So yeah. it's weird it's weird though because watching it watching it you almost describe like a universal goodness or love to Bess. Right. You know? But I think that's what we're saying. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so it But it's like so, so it's like that's not what's happening. Well well, no, no, no. I think the universal, but like, but the, like the you, universal that emerges is the concept like, of love itself. It's the concept sure. of love, the higher it's order concept. Love for it's not everyone. love for everyone, but it's this transcendent yeah. I, yeah, concept yeah, yeah. that's universal. No, 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 I get it. I get it. It's an, this example of, of what love can be. Like, it just it sparks something in your mind where you you get a, a glimpse of what love is as, as like, a whole, right? Well, I think... Um, I think, like, in terms of, like, someone brought up, like, you know, he, she's not just, like, in love and saving the beggar, you know? It's not some rando. But uh, I think, like, us as a viewer still, like, even don't really know that much about Jan, you know? And it's sort of, I think, a little bit of a question, considering that the beginning of the relationship, like, what even happened? Like, there's some outsider. They don't even spend that much time together. Right. And it's like, how much does she even really know Jan? In some sense, it almost this this Jan guy, it's like we don't know very much about him at all. He's any he, in a lot of situations he just seems like just some goober, just some just some guy who works on an oil rig. And, you know, he there's nothing in particular that's special and amazing to be in love with him we're not like oh we're at no point are we looking at the movie like oh no wonder she's so like head over heels with this guy you know this guy's awesome well well not part i think he is he is exemplary uh, so you aren't convinced by him but like he loves her and i was convinced by like 15 20 minutes in not i wasn't just no longer skeptical i had been i've become very convinced that he loves her Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, we don't know his whole background. We don't know, like, what he did in his youth, yada, yada. So we, we're not aware of all of many of the qualities of this guy. But we are aware, at least in my, I was, I was, like, radically convinced that his quality is that he loves her or that he is loving, you know? And that's that's the way, in, that's the only characteristic you really know about him. You know, like, then he saves his friend, you know? And, like, he's just a good, he's just good. So true. I think he's good. I think super important is that, right, with this whole transcendent stuff, like, I don't think we need, I don't think it's important 
his love for her, I think we believe, but I think more important is that he is worthy enough, maybe not ultimately, but worthy of her love. Her love is the thing that's important. For example, if you can, if you imagine that it was important that what we were, like what we were concerned about love-wise, like if we were concerned about their love, their union between them being the thing, like I feel like that would lend itself to a more like third party. Th like I think what's primarily important is hit her love for him and that he is in some sense worthy of it. And, and yeah. her love, her unidirectional love is what is the, you know, producer of this thing. Okay. And not so much like this union. Well, I, I think I, I like what you're saying and I don't totally disagree. I think, I, I I think you're right, but I would push back a tiny bit and just say, John or Jan. I said John. Jan being yeah. Jan being Jan, like being worthy of her love, is insofar as he really does love her. Like yeah, this and so there's really no getting around the fact that it is not like and <coughs> she would not love him the way she does if he didn't love her. You know, it would be a totally yeah, different for sure. form. It would be an obsessive thing. It'd be a problem. It wouldn't work. Wouldn't work at all. So, so, but you're right. I think, I think you're right that in terms of the like uh, conceptual structure that we care about the like of like the the point it's getting at. I think you're right to say that it's it's her love for him. I think you're right, and then like what emerges out of that, as opposed to their love for each other and what emerges, but <clears throat> it. it, it you know, it's pretty. It's pretty important that they love each other. Like, very, if, if it didn't, right. it just it's, wouldn't work. You know. So, well, you're right. It's very figure. important that he loves her, and it is essential. My point is just that, the, like, the core focus is his, her love for him, yeah. and like, yeah. you know, I think it's not too controversial to say that. Not that it would make sense for the roles to be switched, but he might not have. He's not in the like. He's not the right person circumstantially to do the things or the types of things right. that she is doing for him, you know, right. and it, it is about her love for him. But you're right that it is essential that he loves her, too. And we we trust in that. What do you guys think about um, him signing the paper to send her away? Is that do you see that as a flaw in his love? Well, or do I you think, see that as him I mean, trying a, to put her interests before? No, I think I think I think it's the same thing as him trying to get her like the original impetus for him trying to get her to go make love with other people, which I get the impression that he wants her to go have sex with other people because he wants, because he says, he says like, there's a moment, like the first time he says it is like, I want you to go. He doesn't say, go do this for me. He only says, go this for me. Once uh Dodo tells him that he's, he's she trying to only make do things too. that are for you. Right. Like she will not, she won't do things that aren't for you. And so, because the first time he says, go have sex with people, he basically says like, move on. So I think, I think that, and he wants that for her because he said, he says, he says something like, I'm finished. I want you to go find love with somebody else or make love with somebody else. He says something like that. And then she says, is that what you think of me? Whatever. And runs out. Um, and this is, I think the same, the thing that motivates that is the exact same thing of him signing the paper where he's yeah. like, He's like, no. I am fucked and done for, and she 
I don't even know what the hell's going on with her. These people are saying this, like she needs to be taken care of. And this is how I can do it. She needs to get it. I think, I think ultimately it's, she needs to get the hell away from me because I'm fucking evil in the head, you know? Sure. But, but that's, but that's, that's what I'm saying though, is like, doesn't that show, wouldn't that show a misunderstanding though? Because it like, well, because if yes. he, if he, if he loves her and he, and he understands her completely, then he would know that she's not like she's doing all these things. Well, yeah, but he doesn't she loves him. Yeah, he, he doesn't. Have I don't her think faith. he, he doesn't have her faith right. in the I'm in just, the situation. And I'm so saying I think, so that's that's a flaw in his love, which is why well, it's not just about their love for each other. It's about her love. Yeah, yeah. She I don't know be- it's a flaw. was not. It's I don't think it's a flaw so much as like a difference. I mean, it's a flaw insofar as like a perfect belief in. Um, like, yeah, he doesn't have the belief, but I'm saying, like, if we're we're kind of, like, we are equating, we're taking, we're using her love as an example for, like, some sort of perfect love, right? And so the fact that he isn't able to grasp that fully, I mean, would it well, not he, mean he's... that we're, you know, we'd consider his love, like, not, you know. Is lesser as you know i think in general i don't give him the same type of agency as her right like he's clearly conflicted and feels that he is doing things under the influence of either drugs or being near to death right he's like you know do you think that when you're close to the edge you become evil or like bad or something you change like i also think that he is loving her in a way suited to his mind like he he, they're just different people he she, like i don't think he thinks he's saving himself by asking her to do those things like i don't think that he i don't know i don't think he, do we think he's really of the belief that if she does these things it will cause him to live directly no, you know what i mean no, like no. i feel more like he is he's just become this kind of weird vessel of sorts and he doesn't understand himself like you know he has some like surface level like i want you to be happy and move on like john's saying well, that's how it but also like his direct requests like this will keep me alive like literally like i don't think he truly uh, he doesn't know, he's clearly he's clearly being a little bit manipulative when he says that yeah. right because he knows yeah, clearly, he knows how much she cares about him and so he's trying to create an incentive for her to kind of um to start microdosing on. moving on yeah. Him, <laughs> yeah. Right. But I think this is exactly why it's important that her love for him is what's essential here. But I'm saying he Not seems to understand. But saying it he takes a totally different form. Saying he seems to understand that earlier in the film, where he understands that she will do anything, and um, you know she has no re- sense of like self-preservation or or whatever. You know that she only loves him. Um, so you think that if he understood that earlier and was telling her all these things about how she needs to go love other people um, for his sake. Like, you think that he would... Like, it just seems weird that he would... Um, he doesn't understand he, how much uh, she loves he would, him. Right, he would keep... I mean, that's what I'm trying to say, though. Is that, And that's, that's like, you, would, you know, a flaw, right? But that's not a failure I, so, to love, so, it's so, a failure to understand. Yeah, so I think... Sure, I think I'm, I'm, yeah, I'd be willing, I'd be willing to agree. That, like, like continually, I, uh, right, with the divorce thing, right? He doesn't, right? She's so offended because he does not get 
how much she loves him. Yeah. And she also, he doesn't really come into contact with how, until the end, he doesn't realize what she's doing for him. Like, I think he sees it as like a way to get her to move on. And he doesn't realize that she is like being tortured by these acts. Because she comes back to him and tells him, he's so big and I grabbed his prick and all this stuff. I think in a sense, uh, he is a vessel for God and for like issuing tests for her, right? Yeah. So she, yes, he hit yes. hit. So like insofar as God loves people, it's like he loves her too. But like he's issuing these tests to her, un, you know, unknowing. It's not like his goal is to test her per se. But then also he's the one to save her body. I mean, he and his friends, he and the apostles or whatever, the saints. Or whatever. <laughs> they're, they're there, yeah, they're 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 there okay, to. Uh, hold on. They're there to, you know, they're the ones that save her body and, and make sure she's not condemned to hell, you mm-hmm. know. So she, in, in a sense, like it's all you can you can kind of ascribe a godliness to him or a holiness like that. He was able to issue, you know, like she succeeded in her task, you know, like she she was like she passed the tests, all of these tests. I mean, of course, he's not consciously issuing the test, but, you know, and, and that's why they prevent her from going to that funeral, you know, where they condemn people to hell. Dude, how, how in hindsight, I think he understands. I think in the thing, he so thinks he's trying to get her move on. He doesn't understand the level of suffering she's going through. But in the end, when he's clear headed, he sees what's been done, what she's gone through and what she did and kind of recalls what he like. I think he realizes in the end the nature of what took place. And that's when he signs the paper. No, 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 no. no? When when she's dead and he's resurrected, I mean. Oh, I think I when he signs the paper, he thinks he is an evil force for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. True, true. But I'm saying after it's all said and done, and he's clear, and he sees, and he understands. Yeah. That this is what like he like he realizes he was a vessel for these tests, and that all this stuff, and he finally understands in some sense just how much she loved him and what she was doing for him and all this stuff. You, you yeah. could also you and, could also yeah. maybe say like. I don't think it would be like too far off base to say that he was like 80% manipulated to sign the papers by the doctor. Oh, for sure. That oh, yeah. Doctor. He frames the you whole know? thing. So like, well, he is but the, the doctor, we can, but I, I do want to say, I'm sorry, Bert, very, I won't, I won't go watch into a big thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to say the doctor is, is just another, like, we can't just hate the doctor. The doctor is another. No, test. no. That's all. That's like the, doc, the doctor is a right test thing. and he even says that she's good. You know, she that is, is true. Right, that is true good. that he does say that he's good, right? Yeah. But I just I well, just wanted to bring the doctor in specifically because it is very clear that this is not just like a yawn sign in the paper thing. You know, it almost seemed like it, he once again was serving as a vessel for other people's ideas of what should be happening. You know, it's, it, it he seemed to play, especially in that moment, maybe in, in other moments when he was a bit more lucid, he was very clearly trying to get her to move on. And maybe you could say that this is also a form of sacrifice for him. If he were to die, then she gets to move on and continue to, let's say, walk again and not be tied down by him, right? You know, now when he doesn't have legs, both of them don't have legs now. Some, something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, just not just saying Jan signed the papers. Because to be... Sorry. The, that's it. The, and her, to be clear, to be clear, the beginning of the scene in which he signs the papers, there's all this acknowledgement that he is lucid in a way that he usually isn't. True. Like yeah. they say, like, oh, you're 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 not usually around the way you are, or something like that. Right now, like we don't get a get through to you or something, but now we do. So can you sign like? But that I but so that in the way in which the doctor is, he is like enacting the doctor's will it's 
it's only by the fact of like how you would be enacting my will if I framed a situation for you in a certain way and the clear choice was a certain direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes sense from his POV, right? He is doing what's right from his POV of love for her. He doesn't really get what's going on. Also, it mirrors with, right, she loses the support. Right? She's told that Jan signed the papers and also this is a, in the period of time when god is not answering her prayers so like she's she's now in the absence of yon in the absence of god right just furthering the test or whatever i was trying to say with the uh yeah yon yon misunderstands her love and that is just reinforcing how this this is really about her love for him right and like the lengths that she'll go to to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, take that love, act on it, whatever. Um, and it's not, yeah. Quick question, Brody. Were you not, did you think that she was just, it was kind of like a clever escape when it seemed like she kind of supernaturally disappears out of the back of the paddy wagon? Oh. And she's taken to the asylum and then she's just disappeared. And it cuts to her far away, back on her shit. Right. So I feel like that's the first, that's, I mean, that's one of two, or I guess one of, I mean, Jan's improvement could be, right, coincidental. So like, it's it's one of two supernatural moments of the bells I, and I don't know if her No, there's three, because also the her body just being missing under sea. There's nothing on the radar. No, they stole it. No, and oh, no, the radar. The they before no, he comes out the to, radar no, no, for the, the bells. The radar's for the bells because the boat's been moving. They dump the body and then go back. Yeah, to that bed. was the that was the. And then the radar like the is radars to say, are for the look. Bells? There's nothing on the radar. There's nothing. Yeah, the radar, radar is like there's nothing there. there. Look, just to make sure oh, when I, they go on deck, and then there's bells and. Oh, I thought here. the radar was only scanning things underwater. Unironically. No, I think it's no, we hear these loud as hell bells, and there's nothing on the radar. Hell's bells because she went to hell. Like, how is there so, nothing on the on the radar when we hear all these bells? Yeah, I think that the radar's bells. Yeah, they stole the body. Or no, yeah, you're talking, I know. So you're, I know. You're, you're, you were saying you thought the body disappeared from the ocean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Honestly, uh, I'm gonna yawn suicide attempt. Oh, so so evil. That's, what? No, that was epic. No, totally understandable. Totally. Look, it might not be evil. Evil can evil can be understandable. Well, no, but it totally mirrors him signing her away. Yeah, I'm not saying it's inconsistent. I'm just saying it's evil. Uh, is this something we really want to figure out? Like, is something we (laughs) really want to get to the bottom of right now? (laughs) Hindsight, look, hindsight, 2020. I bet he's cringing in his pants. Look at now. Now he's walking. Now he's walking around. The bells are going off. He's like. Remember it's that so, time I tried to kill she, myself? She, would, she no, might still be done it. The suicide is so performative. It's like, oh my god, oh, I'm a cripple. Looks like I gotta commit suicide. It's like, so yeah, dude. No, he sees you, what's on the horizon. Why don't you turn off the TV? <laughs> he sees he, he sees what's coming, man. Why don't you turn off? Like the TV? he knows the cameras are watching, and that's why he does it. Otherwise, he he's just like he's just like oh, I've like, like, oh, read about God's this. watching. Let me swallow these pills. Yeah, I saw this in a movie once. He's not actually going to kill himself. It's all just for a show. I thought yeah. that he didn't actually get any pills in his mouth at first. There was kind of a bait and switch there, right? He, he didn't. Or it looks like... He didn't. He, did. he doesn't get pills in his okay. mouth. Okay. He goes like this. He gets Whoa. it right here. 
Yeah, I know. And then they jump on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I saw. But then he ends up, when Dodo's reading to him, he goes incapacitated. Right? Which well, then... yeah, but that's because Bess is not being a good girl. She's ignoring him. Okay. So God, God, God's like, time to put you to sleep. No, no, I feel like, I feel yeah. like there's a very clear... Deteriorate. I feel like there's a very clear implication that there's a little bit of bait and switch going on. Like, you think that he didn't get any Valium in his mouth, but actually, maybe you just didn't see because the frame was a little dark. Right. No, I think it's incredibly no, you clear guys, that the pills did not end up in his mouth. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, you guys yeah. are just you guys just being dishonest right now. No, 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 no. That frame, the frame is dark. You can't see all God the pills. Is up no, there you with can totally no, 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 no. You're falling back on you're falling back on some fucking schizo shit. Of like, yeah, the whole time I knew that you know God was in control. No, and he, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Very purely, purely just on the pill aspect. I never, I the pill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You see it. John, you're being so dishonest right now. That's what I'm saying. Bait and switch and not, yeah, all the pills obviously got in his mouth and that's why he's in the hospital. No, it was... No. I thought his... I thought his... You watch the whole thing up close. Sometimes he just... You watch the whole thing... You see the whole thing super up close, him trying to get the bottles in the whole bottle. You can see pills fall. You can see pills fall, but that section of the screen is dark. You can't see everything. This conversation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is so like, dumb. It's not dumb. This isn't dumb. Like, you guys are being so dishonest right now. I can't believe this. No, it's not. Like, it's not. It's not. It's not dumb. It's not dumb. But you did have a perception that doesn't match any of ours. This is so stupid. <laughs> no, 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 listen. You guys are being, you guys are being <laughs> so dishonest. Jamie, Jamie pull it up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Bait and switch, and not oh yeah. Ob- you guys aren't even listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth. No, no, no. I no. I understand. No, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying that he obviously overdosed. I'm saying no, no, that no. There, I know what you're saying. No, we know what you're saying. I know. I understand what you're saying. Don't. No, no, no. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. You see. You think you see all the pills go on the ground. You perceive that. Then yes. you're like, then you're like, oh, suddenly he's he incapacitated, and you're yeah. like, wait, maybe he did take the pills. But here's the thing: is he's fucking dying, and maybe sometimes shit just goes wrong, and then suddenly he's incapacitated. No, but, go that's, I but that's also an assumption. I, like you're just assuming that he's but, but, random. But the thing is, is I'm not assuming that all of the pills end up on the floor because I see it happen. I think you're failing to recall no. the passage of time between the failing suicide and Why him so not being like. There's a substantial, imp- I think, here. No. no, she comes in. She comes in later, and he's just like, uh. And then you, and then in that moment when he's just like, uh, and Dodo's rolling him over, you think, okay, did a few pills get in, maybe? And then, but then he's okay. And then she's talking to him, and then she's like, oh, you want me to read to you? And then she's reading. She's like reading to him, and then he's fucking incapacitated. So there's, it's not totally clear that he just fucking failed there are multiple moments where it's like it's you're thinking that maybe you know a few fucking pills could have gotten in if i were this parallel if i were able to move my arms like this i feel like i'd have a lot of we hope. are we're wa- we are all watching this yeah just right for the now. viewers at home we're recapping he's got the bottle in his hand he's getting it he's u- he's using his arms okay there is a split second in which close. his arm obstructs hold on hold on <laughs> oh it's close to his mouth he's almost got it he can just about taste the bottle. Oh, and they pour out, but it is there is a slight obstruction. You see, in that moment, but you I don't think based know, on the look like, on his face, it's a look of. She defeat. comes in. He's just like, oh. And then Dodo comes fuck, in. He's like, what the, uh, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, okay, what's going on? 
And he's like, okay, he's okay. Gosh, such a good performance. Because obviously Jan wouldn't say that he just... I'd marry Dodo. Dodo okay, is kind of a cutie. Suicide. But why is he so upset that he didn't get them in his mouth if he got some in his mouth? What do you mean? Like, he's so like, oh my god, I fucked to it up. No, I didn't to get be fair to Elsmar. He's, he's like, oh my god, because he's like... I can feel a few. I can feel the two and a half I, mean? I got. He just said... To, Elsmar, to be fair to Elsmar, the whole film does... Okay, listen. Does lever on this crux. Oh, man. You might be right. Maybe he gets a couple Valium in his mouth. I think we need to get a doctor on the podcast. But it doesn't matter. No, no, but I'm, I'm not... John, you I'm just fuck. Kidding. I'm just fuck kidding. You. I don't understand. I'm, I don't understand. I don't no, understand. No, fuck you. I never, I never said that he obviously gets a few in his mouth. I'm saying that it's playing around with... Possibly. Like, you don't Elsewhere. know, right? Like, there's, like, a bait and switch. Oh, he, he, he did right, muted. None of them got in. Oh, okay, maybe some of them did get Testing. in. Testing. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I get it. I don't... I... I don't understand. You guys, understand you guys were, you guys were, you guys were acting like I said yes. He for sure just freaking. That's what it sounded like you're saying. It was a bait and switches. In it's he didn't get him in his mouth. He did get him in his mouth. Is what it sounded. No, That's what I no. thought you were saying it's, until literally no, no, no. two seconds ago. Dude. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna attribute your misunderstanding to some fucking. Maybe your headphones were. No, what I need to know, what I need to know from Elsmore. No, we don't. No, we don't. Now I don't know what I need to hear from Elsmore at all. Is how is it possible? Why is it not the case that breaking the waves single-handedly destroys religion, blown the fuck out? Religion is stupid. I don't know. I just want to hear. I want to hear. I just want to like, hear. Like, like organized, like organized religion. Did you mean like? I mean, you could frame. I mean, obviously, yeah. the movie's framed as like trying to discredit these curmudgeonly old church-going people, right? Who just have this like dogmatism about them, and they're like they don't actually believe in the living. They don't believe in the living How word. How could you love a word? Say okay. They just. Oh, so bad. They just believe. <laughs> Listen, I actually, I was thinking about this movie last night. I think I'm coming around to Catholicism. I might be Catholic-filled. I shouldn't be? Does anybody, does anybody that's, have that's any... A big uh, that's a big decision. I'm saying that's you, a big decision that you shouldn't... I'm Jewish-filled. You should be convinced by a film. Does anybody have go, any have any thoughts about... I Hold on. I just want to. I just want to issue a public apology to John... <laughs> We love that. We and, love that. And and, and I also are gonna, I've been waiting for that one. Yeah. And also They've... and also I apologize for getting I'll apologize for pretending to be angry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, does anybody um, have what, so would, what would Bess do? <laughs> what would Bess do? She would she Oh Lord would Bess, I, if I were Bess <laughs> I'd have sex with all of you. Yeah. <laughs> If uh, does anybody have any thoughts about um, that scene <laughs> where the uh, there was like that mirroring effect going on where he oh, so awesome. and he chugged the lemonade or something? 
Oh, and then he breaks Dude. the glass. And then, and then he's so like, epic. and then he's like, I got an idea. Oh, you're copying me. Copy this. Stupid. Stupid. That's awesome. It's so fun. It puts such a big smile on my face. Yeah, that that's a great. great uh-huh. Yeah, put, well, it kind of yeah, it made me not hate the and not the hate the church people so much. You know what I mean? Because at first, yeah. at at first, you're just like these fucking dudes are just like dipshits. They're just like running amok in this guy's wedding. Like fuck these people. But then I don't know. They're just that moment, and then the moment where he asks them where the bells are, it kind of made me. I put put myself in his shoes and just be like, yeah, if I was just at a wedding, like I just just trying to have a good time, you know? Yeah. Make some conversation, have a little fun. Yeah, I I I agree. I didn't like hate either of the parties of people uh, after some stuff happened. At first, I was like, ooh, these these uh, outsiders. They're not doing good. Yeah, you know, I was pretty worried. I was worried about them. Are they? Who, who's gonna fuck up here? Who's gonna just do the dumb shit that fucks everything up? Yeah, but here's it here. never really happens. But I will say that the lemonade glass thing was not a fun scene for me. It was extremely tense, and I, I, oh. I did hate no the uh, the pastor in that moment. I didn't hate the whole. I didn't hate the whole church or the whole group, and I didn't like hold that against everything. But in that moment, I was like, this guy is fucking retarded. This guy is like so committed to whatever he's doing so dogmatic no no like, this yeah, is a bigger like, Troy when you say that glass scene in your it's hand just fun, no it's not just it's fun just but it makes me smile like it's actually I, I like it because it's like okay like right how are these groups can interact it's just fun I thought it was very fun seeing yeah it's like it's like playful like one-upping machismo stuff we're like watch this and then the other guy's like but Hold breaking on. Breaking the just, glass is a listen. It's over the, line, over the line for sure. But it's funny. I think it's a funny over the line. I think it also fits right. They're like, like there's a fun surface level and like a real competition taking place too. Where he's like, I'm gonna drink this beer super big, whatever. He drinks the glass. It's like all fun and games, and he's like, you know, are we at least with it on this kind of? masculine masculine like well, competition uh, yeah sure fun. i get it it's a trope yeah, yeah. but it's also it. serious the guy's yeah, like very, he's also communicating in moment but, but and it is over the line no, but he's but, like the, oh like this is no, how serious like you think you're no, serious it, in your life i'm fucking serious no but yeah but it was but of course yeah you're right that that's what's going on i agree and at first i was smiling and it wasn't i'm not saying like i hated the scene i think the scene's great it just didn't inspire like happiness because when he crushes the glass, this this machismo that's going on is like no. pure evil. You're, you're fucking breaking a glass in your hand. It's just self destructive. You're this religious no, so let me. Yeah, what do you, I need, what do you no, no, I need to point you something out. I need to point something out. It's so like, like it's so like I it's, wouldn't call it's it evil. so over the line. That's like so listen, like and the, it's like all the oil about rig. So Jan's friend, Jan's friend, is participating. He's the he's the like based one in the situation because he's like. He is playful, recognizing this as this kind of like uh, this pissing contest, and it's fun, and he's not well, taking he, it very seriously. Well, yeah. Well, he issues the challenge. He's the one who yeah. chugs. To yeah. He, yeah. He chugs. Yeah. He chugs it. He yeah. He starts the challenge, and and but and he's also treating it clearly. And the crushing of the can is kind of a the positive outcome would be he crushes the can, and then the guy recognizes you know the silliness of what's going on you know. And comes to his level and is like, you got me there. You know, the breaking of the glass is this like, because the, 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 the pastor or whatever he is, you know, the priest guy, he, then 
he is participating in this cheeky fun game and he's t- he's using it as the battlefield of like you know this is my fucking church and my land and you're coming in here and fucking it up as opposed to actually recognizing what it as this silly pissing contest like the emptiness of the game that they're playing and like this is like this and i don't know this is it's like it's like, like a misplacement of 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 the yeah i don't know i, don't know I mean i in my mind when that happens you're supposed to think to yourself this priest and this church by proxy is so fucked like mm. this guy breaking this glass here is indicative of a whole swath of issues that are irreconcilable with anything we would call like a, no- a normal good life like yeah, this because he doesn't return to a baseline of like oh my god you crushed the can i i can't do that with no. my glass you know i yeah i wasn't good feeling one. like the crushing of the can i don't think the i don't know if the crushing of the can or maybe it was anyway, i feel like we have the same take other than i think i have more i don't know if it's the right word respect for the priest in that life I just think I think you can imagine a similar scene. I just think it's it's funny and also like I don't think it's so like an, an indication of something so bad. I think it's an indication of something so serious and different. You you know, but I don't you know what I'm saying? No, I I th- I just thought it was bad because it's like it, it's such you as you called it like a self-destructive act and like this is this is one of the first glimpses into like the this is like in it because of its like um we'll call it everydayness or like how <coughs> even in games or even in this moment of pleasure like whatever you might call his wedding or something like that he he carries with him this like horrible um like dogmatism about things or whatever you might call it like it that it is inescapable for him and so like and by proxy it's the whole lifestyle there and i'm not saying like all, all i'm saying is i'm not smiling at it because this because we are supposed to see it as over the line and not only is it over the line this is going to portend all sorts of con- like problems going forward immediately we're like oh my I, god I think- this is going to be this is going to be important and it is ultimately the the whole outsider versus insider dynamic is a huge problem you know like we like by the end of the film we're happy that she's not getting buried by this church because they condemn people to hell we're glad that that happened you know that she gets saved from hell in that sense or whatever like and this this is you know this is primed at the very start and this scene is like one of the first primings of it i think you might be tapping into something there but what i got from the breaking the glass was just it was an illustration of how unworldly this these people are right like they can't they don't mind physical harm or whatever because they they're all um they're just not worldly, right? So they have their eyes I think, set I think on. they're also, like, kind of, uh, you know, as going back to what Steven said, it's, like, I think it's very important to show that they're, like, they're not fun. They're not, like, they're, and, like, their hardness is, is almost, like, ungodly, in a sense, maybe. I think you know? this is... Like, I, you I, know, he goes outside and he's, I, like, and he's, no, like, where, hey, where's the, where's the bells at? 
right? And he's like, we don't have bells. We don't need it to worship God. But obviously the bells end up, you know, by the end of the movie being like the ultimate True. form of symbolism towards like, you know, God, God's truth, you know? I, I have an example. I have an example. I think Troy is perceiving these people a little more in line with how you might perceive the church in Babette's feast. Yeah, maybe, or just I, no, I like, like they're. You think they're probably more. You're putting they're probably more. You have less, probably less respect for them in breaking the waves, but you're seeing their way of life as more legitimate than not. I'm in agreement. Sorry, than in like. Just, I just want to say that, like, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I don't know if anybody else thinks this is useful, but I thought about this in watching the movie. I think comparison to Babette's feast and what is going on in this like. Uh, corruption from the outside world is um, relevant because in breaking the waves, their connection with God is not non-existent, but one that is not, but is is triumphed over in a more antagonistic or opposite direction way than in something like Babette's Feast, where in breaking the waves, Bess. The, the the church has in some sense lost God because they want to condemn best to hell, you know. Because they don't love. They have no yeah, love. They, they have no love. And that in and and Babette's feast, their connection to God is legitimate but incomplete or something, as opposed to wrong or empty in the way that it is in breaking the waves. And that like there there's a there's an emptiness. There's an it is like the word without like action whatever i mean like there's no there's no living word there is no living love it's just like this kind of yeah it is just dogmatism there is and and like i don't know i guess you could respect you could respect the commitment to the word you know and their belief that this is being in line with god and the right thing to do and respect the a a a the commitment to a rule that you believe is right or something. But outside of that, like, I feel like you can't really feel that anything they're doing is actually in line with what yeah, is right outside of this subjective. What they're I think totally right. Not at this yeah, point, though. Totally and I, I think the connection to Babette's is great because Babette's Feast, if you don't respect the people in Babette's Feast, the movie, like, doesn't work for you. And I think yeah, at this early in the film, yeah. we don't know that they're all... I mean, I, I just feel like I'm in agreement, but I'm trying to touch upon one level of this little interaction that maybe isn't being appreciated or i think steven might you guys just feel it's being overshadowed by this other no, thing i think it but is. i feel like the scene would work the same yeah. way if it were like i don't know you imagine some british salesman uh you know sailing they encounter some indigenous tribe they're very nervous but they get invited to some cookout and they're hanging out and one of the colonial guys they have like a little pissing contest with like the chief and it's like you know uh some type of inflict like incurring minor pains or doing something kind of discomforting and then the chief like sticks a stick through his hand like not not so much that he's permanently injuring himself but it's like way crazy right i feel like it's a funny scene they're ultimately they're playing a game together but and then and and it's funny because it's outrageous and then also it is communicating about the characters right like this chief guy whatever is like they don't mess around they don't have this type of thing. i don't know i i just feel like it was both funny and happy encouraging and also a tale of things to come with how just how serious these guys are but i think in the beginning of the movie you don't have that 
kind of ill will towards the the church. They're they're just they're clearly an ascetic, ascetic, yeah, serious true. people, but no, they haven't but, done anything bad. You're right. It no 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 no. It it is just in that moment. That's the that's the point. That's the our differences in the affect. So I agree with all everything about it. And it's it is fun at first when I'm drinking the lemonade. But the whole point is that it's in my mind or like affectively like it's not just funny or fun and it's not just uh, a mild difference this difference what comes from this uh, communication of difference between the two types of people is not just like a, a pluralistic okay this is how these people are this is how us people are i think what's instead this is the first like intense moment of like the differences have extreme consequences the consequence mm-hmm. in this case is like a potential self-destructiveness where it's like they're they're playing the same game you might say but then you realize, no, these they're not playing the same game because of the extent that one's willing to go to. And that's what's, for the first time, that's communicated. Because before that, oh, okay, we got these outs- the outsiders, they're drinking, they're having way too much fun. It's just overbearing, it's silly, but it's like, you know, whatever. These, This is like, um, you know, ultimately they're all still at the wedding or something like that. Th- this is, I'm not even saying like this, this like, oh, he breaks the glass and now I'm suddenly, it's irredeemable. Like he could... At some point have some sort of positive qualities but it's more just like this 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 difference that we're recognizing is one with extreme consequences and i notice that and i'm not smiling anymore i'm like oh right this is a serious issue at i stake. i feel yeah i think That's we're just agreeing right. it's just on what overshadows what i don't really disagree in any meaningful way i just found it i found it, i like it <laughs> not there's a good thing no we're we're in we're in total oh, too I like unequivocal agreement. Yeah. Um. We are at two hours and thirteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps when John gets back, we'll start wrapping up. We have to reach. Okay. We all all know that we have to at least reach the runtime. The (laughs) runtime. Yeah. Because so people people will click on it thinking that it's a full upload. I see. Elsmore, you don't think? uh, Sorry, go ahead. Um. No, I was just I was just saying that. By the time that uh like if when we get through everything we do I think it would end up actually being about two hours and thirty minutes. But yeah. I, I am in an agreement that it should be vaguely the runtime, not because people will get confused, but out of some sort of weird enjoyment of there being a parallel. And it seems like, well, shouldn't you talk about the movie for at least as long as it's as is as run? Which so is true. which is obviously a silly thing to think. But no, we should talk right. about it for as long as it took Trier to make it. Uh, <laughs> Elsewhere, I think the living word is cool, and I think the Catholic energy of canonization uh-huh. is interesting. And like their focus, and I'm almost certainly wrong because I don't actually know, but I get a sense of like a certain kind of focus on. The living, like the, 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 of, what is it? What's the phrase? Uh, the kingdom of God on earth. Uh-huh. And that, like, the structure and the canon and the living continuing entity yeah. on earth as yeah. the thing, object of worship. Uh, though not necessarily the object of worship, but kind of the object of worship, which I think <laughs> is interesting and persuasive. Well, not the means of worship. Both, because you're talking about just like the mystical body, 
the church where they say that like yeah it's the kingdom of god on earth it's the uh the church is like a mystical body that's um like in union with the kingdom of heaven yeah and, and that, the, that 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 you know in contrast to kind of like the people in this movie or like some uh some versions of christianity you see right where like it does feel kind of dead or people are so uh unworldly they have their they have their sights set upon you know another world so to speak that yeah they and you know like it's a meme that uh, protestants or whatever you know for instance don't really believe in works as um a requirement for salvation just faith and so it's just completely removed from um the physical world um and uh almost just like totally idea you know idealistic in, in that it's just like focused on the realm of ideas and yeah belief and faith whereas yeah in something like catholicism or something that's they, they they definitely emphasize that the world is important, right? That God created the world and that there's therefore like a mission for humanity and for like people living in the world. Like you should lead lead a good life on earth, right? Well, it's not just are, like yeah. it's not I'm... just like a fake proxy realm. Yeah, it's not like, a fake proxy realm, but I'm specifically referring to the way in which the canon and ever developing canon or the uh, spiritual body is both the method and i think in a substantive way object of worship are you are you so are you you're saying that it's like idolatrous to like have this structure no i'm saying it's cool <laughs> but like you're you're saying that if you're saying it's an object of worship like no but yeah but i don't think it's idolatrous okay I'm almost. I mean, I'm saying I'm. I'm more put off in a way. Never mind. We're not doing it. What? Uh, what? Hold on. Calvinism. This... I rem- Calvinism tell me if I'm. Period. T- tell me if I'm wrong. Because <laughs> I think that's that, that's Calvinism. first off. I'm. Pre- I'm pretty sure that's the religion that's in. Uh, that's in the film, the church at least. Um, that definitely don't they, informed by Calvinist theology. D- don't they? Uh, don't they believe in predestination? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge deal that I'm not going to think about right now. But that is a big believe, deal when believe you believe in what? Sorry, yeah. Again? Well, it's very notable Predest- given predestination. Oh, predestination. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah, that had been brought up earlier. I like. I wish I had brought up earlier. It fits in really well with the whole. With what? It, God what? as like create like like God made Bess to be raped to death in exchange for this and that, and Trier made this film and all that. The sense, uh, yeah, it would have been cool to think about that earlier, but yeah. the time for thinking is over. The time for giving scores and wrapping this up is now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John first. John first. I love John. This. John first. one. John, John. three sixteen. <laughs> I love. I love this. I love this movie. I love this shit. This movie's so good. I I just <laughs> last night. Last night when we when we. Uh, I turned it on it was like the first like five or ten minutes i was kind of worried that while watching i was 
I was still, you know, a little bit stressed about my week and work and these things. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to have to be, maybe I'm going to have to be watching this movie, uh, you know, more like analytically than I did last time. You know, last time I remember I was just, I was just deep in and feeling and stuff. And I was like, damn, this kind of sucks. I remember the first scene like blowing my mind and now I'm like, I'm not as in it. I'm not as hit by it. But then within like 10 minutes, I was like, I, I just am so impressed by the way this movie just like, just like grabs me by the shirt and like just pulls me in and just like holds me the entire time. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, but yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, I can't, I, I, I love this movie so much. And my score is four point seven. Oh, I, nice. I, I really score. like this movie. Breaking the John. Breaking, breaking the John. Breaking the, breaking the scoreboard. <laughs> breaking the John. Don't uh, don't some is it British to call the no? Isn't it? Don't some people call it the the, the toilet, toilet is the John? The John. Yeah. I think that's a that's yeah. breaking, breaking oh, the no, John. Oh no, it's an American thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's American. The Lou is, uh, is a British, British thing. So. The John, gotta use the John. So breaking the John is when you have like too much Taco Bell. He just gave it a high score <laughs> because the name characters. One of the guy, his name is Jan, which is just John. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, uh, does it literally like mean? Literally mean? Okay, I'll make sure that when I'm writing down these scores, that I give John a much. I'll dock him a give point. Give an asterisk. Well, I'll give. Yeah. I'll just dock him a point, and then I won't put in any asterisk. <laughs> a whole point. Yeah, a whole, whole point. point. <laughs> a whole point. <laughs> yeah, That's dude. Imagine best. how many you have to dock if my name was Bess. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, uh love handheld and cannot wait to use handheld when i make a movie because handheld is literally one of the most important things ever invented by anything ever and any anything it's God's holding creation. something god's is, gift is holding yeah. is, hold, is, is, is holding things with <laughs> holding your hand a camera no uh, holding a camera holding a camera and tripods um, tripods of the devil well, that runs yeah. 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 Dollies, um, dude, don't even. Don't even. Don't even. Idolatry. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's good. That's uh, idolatry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a. This is going to sound surprising given how much I said I like it. I'm going to give it a 3.9. <gasps> wow. Oh, crushing glow. Liked it a lot, though. Bodhi gives this film. Bodhi really likes this film. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, I. Brody milky. I was at. I was. I John fucking read my mind. Uh, presumably, I don't know what he did to me, but he took the goddamn words right out of my mouth. In particular, god. in particular about the thing about how I felt really sucked in. I got sucked into the movie, and I, which was like something that I hadn't felt in a little while. These last few movies that I've seen, except for unless, except for whatever it's called, uh, uh, to New York, I felt this way. But these movies that I've been watching just in my own house, uh, in my own time, extracurricular movie watching, uh, I haven't really felt this this engaged with the entire world, um as much in quite a long time um lots of interesting things to think about 
Very good flick. Love a Trier flick. I'm going to give this one a 4.4. Wow. Good score. (laughs) (laughs) Stunning and brave statement by Trier. The disabled are fully human and capable of love. (laughs) maybe even more so than normal people (laughs) or maybe women are just chaotic and evil and the resolution of the film has nothing to do with god or love or any of that shit maybe things just kind of work out sometimes nah that would make me too sad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I give the film a 4.2. <laughs> okay. Wow. As a quick note elsewhere, uh, the next film, The Idiots, has a lot to do with... <laughs> We're making a bold statement about how the about disabled... The disabled. Yeah. Uh, we have to watch that then. I really want to. Okay. Listen, audience. <coughs> are you picking up a pattern here? Are you are you starting to notice something in all these closing statements? That's right. Getting sucked off. What we can't communicate to you on this podcast is how well made this movie is. How emotionally powerful it is. I had similar concerns with John. I'm queuing it up. I'm like, oh, you know, we've... You know, it won't be like the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Within the first, that first third, I smile. I have such a big smile on my face. I find myself grimacing, squinching my face, you know, making, it, it is so emotionally um, communicative and I feel so much. It's so well made. It's crazy. And and all those little details and nuances and the thing that make it so, uh, so sucking is, is not something that we can quite talk about. But I really like this movie. I really like this film. I wish it had... It is very... When I watch it, it feels kind of very of the world in the way that, like, I'm not struck by, like, a, a remarkably transcendent sensation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it is, like, other films might. But it is so extremely compelling and full of love and good and and definitely at the very near or at the very top of my list for films that depict love uh so i'm gonna give it i give it a 4.5 4.5 this makes john the winner congratulations john congratulations john Congratulations, John. Thank you, guys. I would just like to say I'm so glad that you guys are... Listen, it's no surprise. It's no surprise because congratulations, John, on recently getting engaged to... Christopher Nolan. Okay, God. Okay. God. I'm live streaming. God damn it. I'm live streaming straight to 4chan. Oh, man. (laughs) Listen, audience. We're back. India, we are back. I got married. I had a honeymoon. Thank you very much. <laughs> but we're back. <laughs> and I don't know who's doing that, but it's not 
Whatever. People are doing fart sounds. Farting sound effects. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> We're okay. back, baby. Right. Uh, bye. 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 <laughs> Stopping recording. <laughs>